fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. This week, we've got a very special guest. He's uh, actually one of my employees at the comic shop I work at. Uh, his name is Andy, and he's been working for us for, what, about a year or two? About two years or so. Two yeah. years, right? At least two, at least a year. I think it's been, yeah, definitely a couple of years. Because I know I've seen you twice at LA Comic Con where we were working, so it's been at least two years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Andy's a huge comic fan. Uh, we have a lot of shared interest. You know, he skateboards. I used to skate uh, way back in the day. I got like my skateboard right there. And, I saw that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I added that immediately when I sat down. Yeah, it's an old ass <laughs> one too. It's a girl skateboard too. It's uh, I think it, when Costin was still on the team. It's like a seven point five. It's a smaller board. I'll yeah, give you, that. <laughs> you can flip faster, bro. A lot faster. <laughs> my fat ass will not. <laughs> Yeah, I need to get a wider board. It freaking hurts to ride that around. It doesn't help that I'm like 70 pounds overweight, but, you know, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about stories, um, so uh, w- w- what are the some of the stuff you're into, comic book-wise or, story, you know, uh, a TV show, movies or whatnot? I know you're a huge Cap fan. Um, that's probably what, your favorite superhero, or would you say there's anybody else you like more than Cap? Captain America was definitely one of my favorite ones. Um, he wasn't my first character that i got into oh right here there you go (laughs) yeah big difference (laughs) (laughs) right here captain america was one of my favorite comic book characters um he wasn't my very first one though he really wasn't but when i got around to reading uh captain america ones it started off as a love-hate situation i remember reading i was already a year into comic books i was eight years old uh i remember not getting too many comic books. The only time I ever got comic books was whenever Manchester Mall and, and Fresno. Collector Zone, yeah. Yeah, Collector Zone would have the Beanie Baby shows. And they have <laughs> they have the... Well, because they do shows uh, all across the mall. I remember going there a few times during the yeah. shows. I'd be, buy Star Wars figures and stuff like that off of some of the booths. So yeah, you'd have all these guys with their tables. And then, yeah, they he, he has a store there already. So you didn't really have to set anything up. I think that's where I bought one of my first comics, too. Like, I just bought it just because, like, oh, it looks cool. And I picked it up for a dollar or whatever. Like, nothing big. I didn't even read it. Like. I was just like, oh, it looks cool. I never, you know, freaking uh, got really got into the comics at the time. Uh, but yeah, no, Manchester's uh, collector's on. That's been gone for fuck, probably half a decade now. Too. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. Uh, how long ago was that? Though you said you were what eight years old. Uh, I was eight years old. I was already a year into into comic books, and the only reason why I I waited on to the Beanie Baby shows because those times were the dollar comics. Right. Uh, Collectible Zone never really had a dollar comic situation, so I had to wait whenever the that happens because the dollar comic books were flowing. <laughs> they were flowing and they had a few captain americas i was i read a few and i just couldn't stand the fact that th- these were 80s mind you these were 80s captain americas i was reading and i couldn't help the fact that homie was just trying to do the right thing even if it killed him right he, he, like he was trying to do the absolute right thing even if it means giving up his suit or giving up his life it's like it's just it's for the right thing and i'm thinking to myself like homie you could have done just the easy way out why did you know what? I like this guy because, you know, that's some balls on him. You know what I'm saying? So I, I grew to like him to why. Right. Know, he's standing uh, he's by what he believes in. Um, what he believes in. So. No, definitely. That's that's admirable. I'm not a huge Cap fan just because I already got kind of like my patriotic superhero fill with Superman. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they're kind of competing characters at the, t- at the time, too, with the uh, fuck. What was, it was in Marvel Comics at the time. Um, was it Atlas? Timely? I think it was Timely. Timely. Yeah, Timely. Atlas was after. Um, yeah, Timely, you know, uh, they were kind of competing with each other and doing the, you know, uh, U.S. World War II propaganda stuff. Uh, but no, Cap's cool. I've, I've read a lot of good Captain America stories. That's one thing I tell people, too, is I, I don't limit my reading when it comes to comic books to just characters I like because the re- reality of it, you know, I love Superman. 95% of his stories are pretty trash. Um, yes. Green Lantern, probably like 80% of them aren't that great. Most characters that have been running for, what, 80 years now, they're not going <laughs> to all be 
that good. They're not going to be all that um, good. So, uh, again, but I'll read good stories. It doesn't matter what character it is. I mean, shoot, I read a, a, a series called Shirtless Bear Fighter just because it's a fun name, and I ended up really, really loving that that book. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes there's stories that make you fans of characters. You know, I, I read uh, Straczynski's run on Thor, and yeah. I mean, I knew about Thor, but I was never really too into him. And when I read that, it made me a fan. I was like, yeah, I love the mythos. I love the character, the writing, the story. Like, everything's just great. The characters are awesome. So sometimes there's just characters that, you know, the, a writer or a creative team will make you a fan of. You know, same thing like Green Lantern. I love him now, but I, uh, he wasn't my favorite, like, at all. I, I, was, I was a big Superman fan. And then, yeah, I started reading Green Lantern comics, and same thing. It just kind of caught on. Um, and that was early on reading for me as well, about a little over 10 years ago now when I got into comics. And, uh, yeah, man, sometimes... Again, you, you never expect to like the things you like sometimes. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I agree. I, I can say this about my boy. The one thing I've always frustrated over to this day is just that, like, the same thing of, like, oh, he's in trouble and he has to clear his name again. You know what I mean? Or it's or it's one of those things where... What's well, the same problem Superman yeah, has? It's like, there's, you have to be a really, really good writer to put him in a really good and interesting story. Yes. Because, again, 80 years, you've kind of had time to tell all these stories and introduce these characters. So I completely understand. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, like you said, he's pretty much he is who he is. He doesn't really change, which is kind of hard for a big main character like that. You know, like Superman never really changes who Very he is. So, yeah. He is, you know, who he <laughs> is. Can't be corrupted and whatnot. No. But after a while, like you said, like you've told this story already. This very draws a lot of parallels with other stuff. Or he, yeah, he's he's conflicted in the head all the time. Is like, oh, uh, this is happening, but that's happening, and it's affecting my Avenger work. I'm like, I've heard this before, dog. And I Bar- think some of the cooler ones is when you change up the status quo. Like my favorite Superman story is Superman Red Sun. I love that because you get yeah. to see what if what if he was quote unquote a bad guy, yeah. and you get to see what he's like with a more authoritarian mind. Same thing, like you know what three years ago four years ago when they did secret empire yeah it was cool to see hydra cap it was cool to see the background where it's like oh shit hydra got to him before he even became <laughs> like uh, you know before he even enlisted in the army i'm like that's a cool it's a cool idea and all the guys getting all pissed about him like fuck dude just give it two was... years this is gonna change like just enjoy the ride and exactly <laughs> i was so jaded people yes it let give me more background to that i was so jaded where people were like oh he's a hydra and uh hydra is a it's like a second meeting to nazis in this and that yeah, like, and, cap's a nazi bro and i'm just thinking to myself like blonde hair blue eyed <laughs> strong aryan blood and i'm thinking to myself master first and foremost i remember you um wolverine fan making fun of me for reading captain america don't don't hate on this now you weren't in the ride where i was in the ride all right that's <laughs> one since when do you cared two um it's been the same story for 70 some odd years we different. need something different well and again the for ride. the for the fans <laughs> who like just boring ass old you know cornflake uh, captain america <laughs> just give it two years because what within a year it went back to normal right immediately yeah so that's what i'm saying enjoy the cool interesting stuff all it is like it's a cool idea and again, uh, like that happens a lot. I was talking to Jose about uh, Thor. You know, I really like the Jane Foster stuff. I still want to go back and read like the whole thing at once. Yeah. But it's a cool idea. From what I hear, it's written really, really well. The whole Jason Aaron run, and you get all these guys that are all butt hurt and they're complaining and you know shitting their little grown man britches and about uh yeah. about the Thor books, saying I'm not a, I'm not gonna buy the books. This and them like, well, were you buying the books before that? He goes, well, no, I have been reading forever. I'm like, so it doesn't fucking it matter. Doesn't fucking your, matter. your opinion doesn't <laughs> matter then, dude. If you weren't buying the books already, then it doesn't matter. And you can tell the people that just read the clickbait, uh, the clickbait title yeah. on it when they're like, Captain America is a, a Nazi, Nazi. No. <laughs> like no. In that second issue, it explained how it happened yeah, to begin yeah. with. 
with already. You clearly didn't read it. But they don't care. They don't want it. It's like I was talking to Jose. Everybody wants to be divisive. You got to like the stuff exactly the way they like it. They don't want any change. And I'm, for me, it's like, like you said, tell me something different, bro. I already Tell heard me something that. different. And yeah. I, I had one argument where it, it kind of did get me stumped at first where he goes, well, you know, uh, Jack, Jack Kirby and uh, Joe Summon, you know, the creators, uh, they're Jewish. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what else they are? Dead. I don't think they're going to care, dude. Well, not just that, dude. Like, like, come on. Siegel and Schuster, you know, they're both, I believe, Jewish as well. And they yeah. made Superman, who was, you know, the Ubermensch. That was a fucking, you know, that was a, a Nazi <laughs> word for, yeah. the, you know, like, the, 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 again, we're talking about strong Aryan, you know, blood. And they were supposed to be, you know, the the the, the Overman, the, the man better than the rest of them. There we go. And, uh, but I think they knew and they, th- this is the reality of it. Like you said, you know, not only are they dead, but the reality of it is like, yeah, dude, that was just work, bro. We made the story, we wrote it, and we it, got paid, and we moved on onto the next thing. Onto the next, like thing. you know, keep it exciting. <laughs> keep like it that's exciting. a cool idea. Like I don't know. The, the the one thing to me, I was just like, fuck. When he got uh, Mjolnir, I was just like, that's interesting. Again, like there's there's interesting moments. There are always going to be interesting moments. Um, in a lot of these comics, a lot of times the whole story kind of sucks. But you have this one where you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Again, the Straczynski Thor run when uh. He comes back after Civil War because he was gone through the whole thing after Ragnarok. Right, right. And uh, Iron Man shows up and tries to tell him the new status. So you got to register. You got to do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, bro, you used my DNA to make this abomination. Yeah. And it killed. Big giant thing. Yeah. It, <laughs> and it killed our one of our friends. And he beat the shit out of Iron him. Man. He beat the shit out of him. And Iron Man's like, I'm not coming back, bro. Fuck this. It's Fuck. not worth it. Because <laughs> that was such a cool idea. Like, he brought back all of uh, Asgard, you know, reincarnating him yeah. um, on Earth. And then... Uh, <laughs> That he's having them all on uh, this plot of land in uh, Kansas or Kentucky, some like fucking boring ass flat, you know, Midwest state, and um, you know uh, the, the government rolls up. I'm like, bro, you can't, <laughs> you can't have your country in the middle of our country. Like, you know, this is U.S. soil. It was, oh, really? Now, okay. And he just lifts it up off the ground. He's like, all right, well, that's my country up that's there. That's my country. Yeah, I'm right no, up. I'm no longer on U.S. <laughs> soil, right? <laughs> like technically not i guess like <laughs> i mean yeah uh coming coming back to captain america that was definitely the setting from when i was eight years old like the setting was that one i didn't have always much money for comic books yeah and, and b this was around the time and not jabbing on nobody but around that time my my mom was a deacon at the church uh, so everything was the devil right everything was the devil so i had to i had to keep That's some funny. of my stuff on a high note when even when my mom ransacked everything i kept four That's to five crazy. comic books over the years and granted that phase was only like a three or four year phase give or take but it took everything that i liked almost everything just about five comic books survived <laughs> so uh five you, you said survived. cap uh, you got into them like a year after you started reading what, what would you say was your first uh comic book um that you picked up if you remember it i definitely remember it. it's gonna be a uh, gambit issue number one 1993 so 90s you already know it's gonna be uh, a <laughs> shiny so it's 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 all Foil, black, lenticular, yeah, lenticular, holographic. Uh, it's like those uh, Hallmark postcards. You open them up and it starts singing the Super Muscular. Song <laughs> Fuck, that's a good idea. I should do that. So when, when I when I when, if I make, when I make my comic, I'm gonna do like fucking Hallmark does. When you open it up, it's gonna play a song. So, man, I'm gonna be a billionaire. Yeah, so, right. here, here's the setup. My dad heard that I couldn't read very well. I was already, I learned English. I learned how to speak English around that time. I was seven years old. Uh, I was, I learned how to speak English. I did, couldn't read. I couldn't read it well at all. And they were already putting me in books where they were chapter books. 
And I'm like, yeah, in my traditional mind, books, novels, stuff like I, that. I saw the words and everything looked backwards. That's another topic, but it looked backwards. And I'm just pushing the book back. I go, no, uh, it's hurting me. No, no, no. <laughs> and I said, no, like it to a point where I was in tears thinking, I don't want to read. Anyway, my dad overheard all this stuff. Mind you, he is oblivious to all of this superhero stuff. He is oblivious. He doesn't know any. He's a, like a Raider Nation type dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where he's just like, Raider Nation for life, you know, even though we're on a losing streak. Anyway. <laughs> Multi-decade Mc, losing streak. Or I don't, I don't know. Anyway, my dad, he worked, He used to work at security at that mall. And at, he uh, Manchester, knows, yeah. Yeah, Manchester Mall. And he took me to the comic book shop, Collectible Zone, the same one. He goes, hey, mijo, I heard you can't read. So um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's some money. Pick out a book, not a toy, but a book. Don't be a burro. Start reading, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. And I remember seeing that cover. It ex- it was exactly like the X-Men animated series. You see Gambit. The Jim Lee style, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I, I see him like kicking onto the side over the big old... Uh, uh, gambit words that were in gold embossed. I'm like, yes, I like need this. Foil, yeah. I need this. <laughs> so I bought it and I showed my dad. I was like, okay, as long as it has words, mijo, don't be a burro, like I said, you know. And what it, do you remember about the story from that book? From I remember, I remember the story being a little darker than the show, in my opinion, because I remember the show being, you know, it had some like heavy stuff still on yeah. the show, but in. In, in the in the comic book, it was a bit more a amped, lot more serious, a yeah. bit more amped because people die. That's one. The, the people died. People were smoking. People and to me, being <laughs> that Christian kid, you know, like going through that thing, that was like, oh, that's crazy. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, I've seen R-rated films, but they have that kind of thing in a comic book. Oh, sweet. Oh, you have a Wolverine smoking a J. That's so rad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I remember it, specifically, it was the thi- the tithing. So it was the gathering of the assassins, and. Uh, the assassins and the thieves and they gather i think it was like every seven years or something like that they gather every seven years but apparently an assassin is killing all of the people that are supposed to be in tithing and uh, he also finds out that his wife actually uh that um gambit's wife is still alive and of course rogue on the side of wait what (laughs) what are you talking about and Gamut's like, well, I, I got to go to Louisiana. I, I got to, or New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, the whole Cajun thing. Yeah. yeah it was the... all, so I remember that. And here's the funny part. When I was reading this, it was so easy for me to read it at that point. Not because it was less words than a book, but because I heard the voices from the show. I heard the voices from the show. I heard, you know, um, Gambit's voice as yeah, he says, you can mon ami, mon it, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> imagine that little, uh, like a kid finally learning his English saying mon ami, mon cher, because I heard him say that in the show and I, and I heard it in my head as I read it or, or Wolverine's voice, you know, the voice is like, yeah, out of my way, gumbo, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you can hear that as I read the book and then yeah, before well, cool, I knew it. Your yeah. head's like a little episode, like that's not on TV or yes. on the cartoon show. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, no, I, I really like that X Men series too in, in the '90s. Uh, I really liked the uh, Wolverine, Cy- uh, Cyclops. I was a big, big uh, Nightcrawler fan as well. There we um, go. <laughs> I didn't like Cable at the time. I didn't like Cable until um, the Marvel vs. Capcom two game. Where there, he used him with a big ass gun. I was like, fuck yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah, Gambit and Cable are probably my two favorite X Men though. Like by far. Yeah. Um, I mean, X Men are cool. I always really liked them. The problem I have lately with uh, X Men is. 
There's too many books. There's too many books to keep up with. And I, I just can't Way afford too many it. Titles. Yeah. Way I just too can't many afford it. There's like probably twelve plus titles right now running for X Men and it's just it's it's not feasible on my budget right now. Too and <laughs> time too. They're not all they're not all gonna be good too. So why am I gonna waste money on this? This comic book series that might not be good, yeah, and that I don't collect. I don't collect X Men, so it's, there's no point in dropping so much money on just X Men. No, yeah, I got customers. You know, we got some subs over at the the shop who they're on every single X Men, but that's all they read. They're like, I just read all X Men and maybe one or two other books. I th- I think this is also a crutch for me in my in my opinion. This is like my crutch, but I another reason why I stuck onto Captain America so much because it's one dude I follow and then maybe another dude on the side. They, Whereas, don't, they don't do like four or five cap stories. No, you know? no. Like they do like, you know, Batman, there's what a uh, um, Batman detective, Batman, the outsiders, yeah. Batman's grave, the dark Knights metal stuff, uh, Batman who laughs, Batman and Superman. Long Halloween. Um, well, I'm just thinking like the stories going on right now. There was a <laughs> Batman Ra's al Ghul that I think ended as well. Like there's at any point five or six different Bat related titles, not including titles where he's just happens to be a character like Justice League or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. And then with X-Men, it's not just that too. It's it's ensemble stories. Sometimes ensemble stories really confuse me sometimes. I remember to this day, I'll even read one of like the random X-Men's I picked up. Because, you know, I give it a chance. I pick it up. It's like one group is handling something else. Another group is like calmly handling another thing and then this we're back to that group that's panicking on one thing and then this new group is happening it's in every page it was it, to There's this day it's still kind of hard for me to yeah, to uh the ensemble and i have that same problem with avengers i picked up avengers, avengers recently too. justice league is hard too. 80s all of them it's uh, ensemble really confuses me maybe that's just me but with, I, it confuses with that me. um i feel like with a lot of these team books you know like x-men like justice league like uh avengers yeah. I feel it's not so much as it uh, the it relies so much on the the heroes, but more on the villain. The villain has to be worth it for these teams, because again, Superman can take out characters like Darkseid on his own. What the fuck does he need the Justice League for? Yeah, he does not. You know, but if you funny. if you bring like Darkseid and a bunch of other people, you know, doing the Darkseid Wars, okay, it makes sense why you'd need the Justice League to handle this shit. You know, definitely. You have stuff like uh, um, Venditti's second story arc for uh, Justice League that he recently did was uh, they went up against the Spectre. Um, Spectre's the wrath of God, actual Judeo-Christian God, because they made in, in, in Marvel and DC, there's the one above all. He's actual God above everyone else. Right. And the only reason you know that he exists for sure is there's a Spectre. He's the wrath of God. He's there to punish, punish the wicked. And um, and uh, Jim Corrigan, um, the, the human who's bonded to the, the spirit um, of the Spectre, you know, the wrath of God. Corrigan, that's how you uh, Corrigan. Corrigan, um, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he talks to God. He talks to him directly. So you yeah. know he exists in there. And uh, again, when you're going up against basically God's wrath, yeah, you might need the whole Justice League. Like it just, you, something says you might need them. You know, God, I think God kind of beats everybody. Um, <laughs> the the first story arc he did it was Justice League versus uh, Eradicator and the Daxamites, which are all basically Superman but without the Kryptonian weakness, right, right. Kryptonite weakness. So again, if you're fighting a whole team of evil Supermans, yeah, you might need the rest of the Justice League. You know, Avengers are fighting Thanos with and fitting all in. You might need the whole Avengers. And that and that sounds exciting. It really is. And I I, I think it has it would, to be worth it. It has to be worth it, and it has to be exciting. <laughs> Otherwise, even if it was exciting, it's still hard for me to read ensemble because I have to find out what's going on here and then going back to a few pages. It's still sometimes hard for me to read some uh, that, of that stuff, even if the, it is exciting. That, that's more on the writing than like if if you uh. If you can't write it to where people can keep up and keep 
keep going along with the story, then you're just doing a poor job. I want to say that sounds about right. Because um, there's again, there's some some writers, you know, that they script it out like really, really well, where yeah. the action just flows into it. As you read it, it's just like you know, if like, it flows, like, it flows. Yeah, exactly. There's just you know, it goes. The story carries on forward as you read it, and you don't <laughs> notice you yourself, you know, turning the page. Yeah, um, that's how some of the books are. Again, a lot of the Robert Venditti stuff been really lately in between Justice League and. And uh, his Hal Jordan run, Freedom Fighters, that's stuff that I just read through no problem because yeah. it's just, I can't stop reading it. And then there's stuff like the Grant Morrison books that takes me like two tries just to get through one single issue because it's not good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, that's why I like that X-Men, X-Men comic book because it wasn't very ensemble. It was one guy. Yeah, it was yeah. one guy. And before I knew it, I finished it and I felt real proud of myself. Like, I read it. I read it and that got me to read books eventually. Right. It and really yeah, comics are fun, man. That's, uh, I mean, I, I read them for fun. Just to, Yeah, it's fun. To, it really to, consu- to me, it's an easier way to consume a story. Um, and again, for me, any, any the reason I read or, you know, read any type of book, play any type of game, watch any type of movie or show or cartoon is for the story. And being able to read a story faster than a novel is definitely a, a, appealing. Um, we we're talking about like Batman being in a bunch of teams. You just said you... Um, Finish reading or catching up with the detective comics, right? Yes. Have you been enjoying that? I've been enjoying it so much. And it, it that was the hard part because the thing, the the reason why I wanted to read all of that is because one, I was behind. Two, Joker War was happening. And that's all tie-ins at the very end of it. So I wanted to be sure to at least enjoy what I'm reading too. I don't want to just gobble all this up. That way I can get to a good story. No, yeah, like enjoy you, the ride. You know yeah, what I'm you, saying? You, you, that's what I tell people too. Is like I have two short boxes right now of my to read books. Yes. I have another short box of graphic novels, hardcovers, whatever. Yes. And then probably like four or five novels, actual books to read. And uh, people say, why don't you just sit down and force yourself to read it? I'm like, I don't want to force myself. Why I read force it. it? It's I read it dumb. to have fun. If I'm not going to have fun, what's the point? Exactly. And you if know? it's faster, if you're reading it and enjoying it faster, that's fine too. But yeah. I took my time with it and I enjoyed it so much, which I'm kind I, of I spend mad. so much money on these books. <laughs> To not have a good time reading them. Like, that's just the reality that's, of it as well. It's yeah. like, why am I going to force myself to read it when I'm just not feeling it at the time? If anything, the longer I wait, the bigger the pile. I can just, you know, if I have time and I'm in the mood and I just, boom, just read through five or six issues at once. I, I get it too. Yeah. It's worth I, it. I, I get it too that, like, just, you know, time. Yeah. Uh, my time ain't the same from what five six years ago it's not yeah. like that at all i'm working two jobs you know i'm married now you know i want to be with my life. wife as much yeah. as possible life, life gets you know in the way I mean? yeah it definitely yeah. does so i get why you want to swallow up a few comic books to enjoy something else yeah. or just to put but you're I, not gonna I get, enjoy it yeah you know? exactly that's what it is rocking a hard place <laughs> the i get the most amount of reading done every day in the morning because i'll just i have next to my toilet a freaking short box of my to read books <laughs> and what i do is i put a tab toilet. anything in front of the tab is hasn't been read yet yeah as i finish them i put them behind the tab and that means they've been read they need to be put in my app to inventory them and then file them away in my comic bins oh. so i'll read one maybe two books in the morning when i'm taking a dump um <laughs> and then uh yeah if it's really good i'd read like that's two or good. three because it's just like oh damn this is hella good that's what the justice league stuff was like i was like oh fuck this is hella good and i want to get through all of it um so again it just i want to enjoy it and and Again, if I'm only getting through one or two at a time, that's fine. I'm keeping it at an enjoyable pace. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, not going to force it. I do have a, 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 it's a similar uh, system. Uh, I, I did this in, back in December because back in December, I probably had a bigger, as big a stack as you did back in the shop. <laughs> but I fi- back in December, I finally bought everything. I bought everything and I'm Look. thinking to myself, I have this fat stack. We're talking like two towers worth of my stuff. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, how the heck am I going to read this? It, it's to this day. It feels day, daunting. So, it feels yeah. like a task. And you don't want it to feel like work or a chore. The same feeling I felt fun. like when I look at the book, uh, when I look at a book when I was a kid. Oh, man. 
scary. But I was watching Netflix. I was watching a show. I, I don't know what it was, but I was binging it with, oh, it was with my wife. We were watching uh, Orange is the New Black. Me and my wife, we watched that a lot. Yeah, and I, and it, a good show. it hit me in the head. What if I just really go through those two towers, put all the stories and just like, like, like in Netflix, binge them. Yeah. Yeah. And I told, it took me literally four hours to get all my comic books, deteriorate the two towers I have of comic books, put them all together. So I had like about, what is this? Five inches, six inches of uh, Venom, five five or six inches of Detective Comics, five (laughs) or six inches of Batman, five or six inches of Captain America, five or six inches, like, like literally, and just stack them on there. And it's been a lot easier since then. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is when you catch up, it's just keeping up with it afterwards. I'm, I, and that's another thing too is I was on so many titles. Not only am I so far behind, yeah, but I was, I, I had gotten it down to seven books, and I was so good about keeping it my subscription low. Yeah, and then good stuff just kept coming out. I was like, all right, I'll sub to that. I'll sub to that. I'll, I'll sub, sub to that. that. I'll sub and it ended up being that, yeah. like twenty one. It's like fuck, dude. Yeah, like, especially when it begins with the indie stuff. The indie stuff, like either yeah. whether good or bad, a number one or something sounds cool. So I pick it yeah, up. I try to avoid that. I hope because there's so much. Um, it's I mean, almost, there's something new coming out every week, and I just can't do that. I can't. But there do is that, a lot yeah. of stuff that comes out. Like Firepower is really excited about that. Yeah. I usually try to look at the previews. If and uh, if the preview looks good, I'll, I'll check it out. And you know, if it's good, I'll keep going. If not, I mean, there's stuff that uh, I ended up dropping because it just wasn't good or I wasn't feeling it um and then there's some stuff that the only reason i bought it is because the story was good i don't collect it i don't really need to have the books like folklores i love that story but yeah i'm probably gonna sell all the books for like a buck a piece when i get a chance like i don't need to have them um, i lose attachment especially when it's something i don't like i pick up a number one okay i just have a number one that's fine yeah. i'll look over it and then like maybe months later oh i still have it oh and i heard it's still not picking up hey i did a good choice there you know what i mean uh having a number one i, I always just tell people having a number one of something's cool you never yeah. know whether yeah, it be good or bad know. it's a number one um anyway but yeah the uh detective comics, detective uh, comics was tomasi's been writing that since issue issue 10, 990 or 990 990 because or 992 or 94 i forget i want to say one ah I find pro- out right now yeah yeah please i remember when he got announced i was like hell yeah because he's a really good writer like really really good it writer. was 990 i want to say it's 990 it was one of those issues where we were starting in they were kind of phasing it into the issue 1000 yep yep, yep. and for um, some reason i was getting a little bit agitated because i'm like oh no it's a dream sequence just like just like tom king with tom <laughs> king's doing with batman you you know what i mean that's a whole nother story anyway this was at ish, issue 10, 10 that I was reading and beyond. It was part of like the Netflix binge that I created for myself that I'm finishing up finally. I'm halfway there to this day. Like from December to now, I'm halfway done. And I was enjoying it very much so. I think it was 94. Oh, it was 94? Yeah, 994. You got me there. There you yeah, go. It was, it was Mythology was this, the first story arc he did. Peter Tomasi, Doug Monk was doing the penciling. That's, he's a really good artist, too. That issue was super good because it started off with the crime scene. The, the, the two the parents. Wayans, yeah. The Waynes and Batman's like, this is trippy. This is not my parents, but they kind of look like it. The DNA's there. What the hell's right. going on? And that already set in the mood of like, holy shit. It's so he's been writing nice. 94 all the way up to what issues out now? What's the newest one that just came out? Uh, uh, 1024, 1025, 1024. Uh, it's a Joker War situation. Yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah. uh, 1025, yeah. 1025. So he's been doing it for... 30, 30 issues, just yeah. about 31. That's pretty good. He, he, he had one filler. They were, they were coming out 
every other week too. I think yes. there still are, right? They're still coming out every other week. So every other week. I remember when I talked to him the first year at Keystone Comic Con when I first met him. I was a huge fan of him. I, uh, he's the biggest reason why I started reading Superman again yeah. during the Rebirth era was he was him. Pat Gleason were co-writing um, that series, and it just it was just plain fun, good Superman. Yeah. And when Bendis came along, they bumped him off of that, and then they bumped him off of Super Sons, like he couldn't do Super Sons anymore. Gee. But they put him on Detective, and I told him, you know, well, we got planned for Detective. He's like, I got you know this and that, and and I'm like, how far ahead are you? Because he had just gotten announced, like maybe that week. Yeah. And he goes, I'm probably all the way up to. He's like, I probably got six or eight issues already written up. I'm like, damn, that's all I goes, Well, yeah, they come out every other week, though. So they go by fast. They so go by keep fast. Staying ahead. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, though. Like, he, he takes his job seriously. I like when I met him, I was like, uh, hey, man, I'm a huge fan. You're a really great writer. He was like, I know, I'm the best, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm the shit or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was just very, he was what very confident. Badass. Yeah, I was what like, dude, that, that's fucking cool, man. No, he, he's a, and he's a comic fan. Like, he's a straight up comic fan. I like that. It shows. I remember, I remember when, uh, when I was talking to him. I'm like, yeah, you know, I work for this comic shop in uh, California, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, you guys sell books? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you, you sell old ones? I'm like, yeah, you know, we got some stuff, key books, blah, blah, blah. He goes, you wouldn't happen to have, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey issue. Oh, shit. Like <laughs> four or three, you know, some random book. And I'm like, nah, I don't think we have that. And this is key one. He goes, nah, the only key one, he was telling me the only key one was like issue six or eight. It was the first Machine Man. He goes, I just want to complete that run so I can read it. I'm a big yeah. fan and I want to check out the book. And I told him, I'll keep an eye out. And I ran into him again in Baltimore. Uh, now like you sound like later. a badass saying, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had seen him and I'm like, you still looking for that uh, <gasps> 2001 Space Odyssey? He came up on you. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I, I talked to him because I, oh, you know, yeah. I was like, you still looking for 2001 Space Odyssey? Because he walked by the booth like, hey, what's up, Peter? He goes, hey, not, not a whole lot. I'm like, you still looking for that issue of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? He goes, nah, man, a fan found it for me. Oh. I'm like, that's fucking cool, dude. Like, again, well, that's the thing, though, is when you're a cool person and you're a cool fan, like, people will make you fans of them if they're cool. And then there's people that, it's like one of those things, sometimes you don't want to meet your hero, sometimes you don't want to meet people that, you know, you're really interested in yeah. and you think they're good. Um, and then there's guys who you never expected to like, like Pat Gleason. I never thought I'd, you know, <laughs> be as big of a fan of him as I was, but, you know, when I met him, it was yeah. just a really good, um, experience and from then on i was like fuck this guy's cool like you know uh, i'm always gonna check his stuff out at the very least and and uh you know if it's good i'll, I'll let people know and whatnot i remember uh the reason him and yeah gleason and tomasi the reason they got me back into superman was uh i stopped reading superman issue 33 was the last issue i picked up from the new 52 because it just sucked action and superman were both just trash oh and man. um i I was a big fan of New 52. They, half of their stuff was good. Half of it was bad. And sadly, the Superman stuff fell in the bad uh, category. Fuck. And uh, that's when I got into comics like heavy buying into them. Because I had been buying Green Lantern and a few other random ones yeah. before Flashpoint, which is what uh, predated uh, New 52. So when New 52 got announced, I was like, cool. I subscribed to like 12 books. My buddy subscribed to another 12. Like we were on a lot of stuff. So what we'd do is yeah, we'd, yeah. we'd buy a shit ton of books. He'd buy the other half. And then we'd read them. Then we'd switch. That way we were reading everything. Yeah. And um, Superman sucked. And after a while, I I got laid off. My hours got reduced in my old job. And I had to make the decisions. Like, well, what do I actually want to keep and what's good? And Superman, Action Detective, just a bunch of stuff that wasn't entertaining fell off. And uh, everybody tried to tell me, oh, 33, you were so close. Issue 40 gets good. I'm like, fuck, issue 40, that's four oh, years into a title. Man. If it's not good by the first <laughs> year, it's not a good, like, It's not that. good. A so, year, you're being generous at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly. You're being I, generous I give six issues, months. I, I do three to six issues, depending on how big the story arc. I give them the first story arc to, to yeah, make a fan out of me. That's generous. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Rebirth came along, and I just didn't get Superman. I was like, fuck it, I'm good. I got burned once. 
And uh, <laughs> it's when, it was early on when I was working at the comic shop when we only had the Fresno store. Yeah. And people were buying the Superman issue 10 where the Super Sons are meeting Damian oh, Wayne and uh, Jonathan Kent. I was like, oh, that looks cool. I bought one, which is, you know, good luck because that issue ended up selling hella fast. I read it. I'm like, fuck, this is a cool, fun story. Are the rest of them like this? So I picked up the trade and then the few issues to fill in between. It was like issue one through five or six on the trade. The trade. And then I got a issue like seven lives. through nine or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, this is a really good Superman. So subscribed to it from there and i kept reading all of it and i remember meeting um uh gleason at planet comic-con in kansas city right and there was a he had happened to do the artwork on one of the badges it was a superman issue too where it's clouds and superman flying through it Uh, and there was this one like employee for the convention center she had a fat stack of badges and she wanted him to sign all of them and he's like, well and he's like i'll sign them but i'm late i'm running late for a panel that i gotta go do yeah I'll come back and I'll sign them all. I just can't do it right now. And then he looks at me because I'm standing there as he's explaining that. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry. Come back and I'll sign whatever you want. And I told him like, hey, uh, you know, like I forgot my shit. I didn't even know you were going to be here. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to say thank you. You know, I shook his hand. and I told him thank you. He's looking like, what the fuck? What are you thanking me for? I'm like, well, it's because of that. That cover right there because yeah. he had a, a print of the superman issue 10 and a bunch of other stuff is because of that cover right there that i'm reading superman again if it wasn't for that book like making me that cover making me want to check out that issue i would have never given superman a shot and you and tomas you're doing such a great job and i told them the same thing i told you i gave him the whole spiel of how you know I'm a, I'm a huge superman fan superman was my very favorite superhero at the time before yeah. i read comics yeah. i was into the cartoon show and uh i told him the whole story this and that and he just looked at me like, you know what, man? You like that? And he just pulled it down, signed it. I'm like, can you make it out to Roman? I'm like, oh, cool. How much? He goes, you can have it, man. And enjoy it. And again, this guy who's like in such a hurry to leave, like, you know, he's running late for a panel. He yeah. takes like eight minutes out of his already delayed dude. schedule to just talk to me and be a cool dude. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm a fan. Like, it's You're just a great it. experience. Like, it's just a great experience. I can totally relate to that, dude. So, uh, I've, I've again, had that. It's, it's fucking cool to see shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a few guys that I want to meet, but I'm like hella scared. Like, uh, I'm a huge Vendetti fan. Like, Robert Vendetti is such a great writer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I appreciate his writing a whole lot, but I'm worried, like, fuck, what if he's not cool when I meet him? Because he never goes to conventions. So I'm like already like, fuck, I don't even know if he's sociable. Like, oh, you know, I, I follow him on... Um, on uh, Instagram and all common stuff on his uh, on his posts when he makes them yeah. and he'll like it and whatnot, but uh, he never replies. I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe he's just not a sociable person. I I, I, I can relate to that too. Like I remember uh, just a thank you is like the coolest thing you want to get. Yeah. Like cool. Uh, whenever I uh, one of the years I went to LA Comic Con. Uh, Kevin Conroy was there, the voice of Batman. Yeah, oh my Batman, God. cartoon Batman. <laughs> that and funny enough, I didn't know it was a comic book. I I got introduced to it as animated series and the movies same. yeah same. and i hear oddly enough i hear kevin conroy's voice in all the comic books i read as batman That's so funny. i'm thinking to myself i gotta say thank you to him i'm in the line maybe i'll get a signature store but you know what i want to say thanks to him and i told him that exactly and i'm just like dude thank you very much for uh having the voice i hear every batman the newest batmans i read i hear your voice and your show uh, the show into it, the voice was just beautiful and on the games too that's what it It, is it got me back to playing video games if anyone knows me i don't play video games i'm very i'm very like old school that way where i haven't played a video game in so long and i told him like thank you very much and he just got up in his chair and was like oh 
and he hugged me, and I hugged him back. That's I'm cool. like, oh, dude, yeah, I'm a bigger a cool fan. Dude. But yeah, same. Like, I grew up watching the cartoon show. Like, I watched the X Men cartoon, Spider Man, yeah, all that. And yeah, I was a big fan of Superman. Like, I watched this. I, I love the Superman animated series. I like the Batman uh, animated series. I used to watch the Superman Batman Power Hour. Um, <laughs> and like, no, dude, I was a huge, huge Superman fan because of the cartoons. And Super um, Friends. No, I didn't no. watch that, bro. That was before my time. I'm still, I don't watch I, that nerd shit, bro. Um, the, uh, Boomerang. <laughs> Boomerang showed me all that shit, dude. Um, but no, the uh, again, it, it was so cool. And, and I, I've told the story multiple times, but it's like I started reading comics because of the cartoons in the sense of I used to read the novels. I think you overheard the story with Jose. Yeah. Where I was telling him, like, yeah, dude, I just read novels. And I had to happen to do some community service at my library for my senior project. It was yeah. like two hours, two hours, 45 minutes, some, some small amount, but they just want you to have that in your senior portfolio. And you can't read a novel in one sitting. And we had a a shelf with trade paperbacks, maybe this wide, like not a lot. And I'm like, Oh, Superman. I remember the cartoon. I love, you know, I like Superman. Definitely. It was a Superman Godfall by uh, Michael Turner. Um, fucking weird ass Superman book. He had like a (laughs) weird Kryptonian, like leather biker outfit. And he had like this weird futuristic motorcycle. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But I was like, Oh cool. I read a book in one sitting. Let me see what else. So I read everything we had there. And then I knew about the hold system, so I just started right. like ordering in comics, and I was like, what other characters, you know, is there comics for? I'm like, oh, I remember that Green Lantern guy from the Superman cartoon. Again, yeah. the Superman cartoons, what you know, my first, uh, like, favorite uh, comic book-related uh, yeah. form of media, and they had Green Lantern, who was Kyle Rayner in that one, and he could make whatever he wanted with the rings. I remember he's drawing, and then he makes, like, a little construct of a, <laughs> a jet. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Is there any Green Lantern stuff? So, you know, I just Google top Green Lantern books to read. So I got, like, the Denny O'Neill, the Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Oh, um, Jeff Johns O'Neill. was, like, at the at the peak of, um, I think, when I got into comics, they had just wrapped up. Um, when I got into reading the trade, they had just wrapped up Blackest Night, and they were about to wrap up Brightest Day. Because I remember I waited for the Brightest Day trade to come out, and I ordered it through the library. Yeah. I read it, and I wanted to keep reading afterwards. And that's how I started reading Green Lantern. That's right. So I got all the Blackest Night trades. And again, I was just a huge fan. And it's funny because um, at the time specifically, like I don't look up writers. I don't look up artists. I just read the books just to read the books. I'm still learning that and, to this uh, day, honestly. And uh, I read uh, the Green Lantern stuff. I read 52 because I heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah. So I'm reading all these books. I'm like, fuck, these are all good. Who's writing them? I'm like, oh, Jeff John's cool. And then I read another one. I'm like, Jeff John's? Oh, shit. I just read another one. And like everything that was coming out was all right. Jeff John's. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy's fucking cool. This guy's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. So, and that's what, again, made me a fan. I'd love to meet Jeff John's, but he never goes to conventions. And same thing. I don't know if he'd be cool. I don't I have no clue what kind of person he is. And it's one of those, like, I don't want my. I don't want to. I, I don't want my, my viewpoint on him <laughs> to change. I already have a book signed by him, actually, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I ended up buying it at the shop. But yeah, dude, it's it's one of those things. It's a little worrisome. Um, there's guys that made me fans, like, uh, you know, um, Derek and Chris, they're they're friends with uh, Jim Steranko, oh, yeah. and I had no clue who he was. It's funny because I had seen him in the documentary, yes, and I didn't know who he was. Still, same. And I met him, and he was just a fucking cool dude. Like you know, he. I heard he pulled you. Yeah, he's fucking strong. He's, <laughs> he's a lot stronger than he has any business being. Oh um, my god! No, he's like like Hulk status in a little. He's a bodybuilder. Body. He, yeah. he was a bodybuilder. Correct um, me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, from what had, I was hearing. Yeah, he had, he had a lot of a lot of stuff he did throughout his life. Uh, yeah. But he was basically everything I wanted to be growing up. He was like a comic book artist and writer. Illusionist, you know, magician uh, um, for the little kid term, because you know, I wanted to be a magician growing up too. And uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I'm like, it's just a really cool dude. And again, great personality. He makes your time worth your while. Worth like your when while. you go meet him, you're 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 gonna be waiting there for probably an hour to get a signature because the line's always long. And he talks to everyone. And again, 
Um, you know, he, he charges an all right amount, not the most for signatures, but a good amount. Of course. Um, uh, and again, it has to be worth it for him to go and, you know, he has to make his money and whatnot. He, um, and again, he makes it worth your while. You're going to get attention. You're going to get recognition. Again, he appreciates his fans and he's such a, again, me being an artist or not an artist, me not being an artist, I can appreciate artwork in a different form than somebody who can do the art. Right. And I always say there's two different types of appreciation. There's the appreciation of you know exactly how it works. Yeah. Like, you know, I did woodworking. I like doing writing. So I look at the craft and I'm like, fuck, that's like, you know, I'll look at a table I'm like, damn, that's a good joint right there. You know, mortise and tenon joint. Right. No no seams. You can't even see the hardware, blah, blah, blah. They did a good job sanding it. It was a good finish. Like, I know exactly what goes into it because I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm into that craft. I know what, how it works so I can appreciate it in a different way right. than somebody who has no experience with that. Um, same thing with the writing. I can appreciate, you know, the, the pacing, the dialogue, the, you know, the, the storytelling aspect of it and, uh, and the, the content of it as well. Um, and then there's the other side of it, like music, I can't do music to me. It's like, fuck, I don't know how people's brains think that oh, way. Man. I can't do art to me. It's like, Oh, fucking like, like freaking black magic you're, you're connecting these lines and you make a dude like what the fuck how'd you do that how'd you do that devil woman like <laughs> what is this <laughs> what is this, what is this black sorcery? magic yeah sorcery this um, damn sorcery but again I, but I can appreciate it as something that I have no clue how I do that and it's beautiful you know yeah. you look at that Alex Ross poster of uh, Mary Jane with the oh, iron yeah. spectrum and you're like fuck dude how like Ross you know Ross. even something as simple as that like you know there's not a lot of detail in that Metropolis uh, Homeless Superman uh, art piece but yeah you know it, again there's such a craft that goes into it whereas if you were an artist you'd be able to tell like oh yeah they're doing negative space and blah 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 i'm just like it looks good dude that's it all i can say good. yeah that's it's like that say. looks cool yeah i'm like i can't tell you anything about the technique i can tell you anything about that but i can appreciate it i as can that appreciate looks good. it that's, it's like that's the best we can do you know, <laughs> that's the thing i tell people too is like uh when they say oh you shouldn't judge you can't draw this and i'm like yeah but i i don't cook food but i can tell you if it tastes good or it tastes yeah, like shit definitely, right definitely yeah you know you can consume it as a consumer you can judge it on the level of consuming it yeah you know you your aspect as a consumer yes yeah you can get you can make me a sandwich <laughs> and i can eat it and be like this tastes like shit bro <laughs> and you can be like well you didn't make it. i'm like yeah but it tastes like, like shit, shit you know <laughs> and 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 again like uh you can make one and you you do all this stuff and i eat it. i'm like fuck this is good what you do and you're like i did this this and i'm like i don't know what any of that means i don't know what that means whatever but it tastes it is, good yeah keep thank doing you that. yeah thank keep you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you keep know doing that. so it, it's crazy and that's that's what i look at like a, a guy like steranko when you see his artwork um i I wish I could remember what it was called. He has a, a term that uh, that he uses for it. It's something like a visual engineering or something like yeah. that, where you look at the piece of art and you, the more you look at it, the more you see, the more you uh, uh, notice. And it's it's so it's really really cool. Um, again, as a writer, especially in a visual format like comic books, yeah, um, you're taught that you know a, a show don't tell. So if you're a writer, don't put too much dialogue or captions where it's going to cover up the artwork. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't have to write. Yeah, the guy was standing there and he was going to shoot that guy over there. The picture's going to show that. It'll for show you. that for you. Yeah. It's not Silver Age anymore. Yeah, and again, you <laughs> you know, and and uh, and. Uh, Jim was really good again showing not telling because he's a writer and he can also you know or he's an artist who also likes to write so he wants to tell the story the way he wants to do it so you get like that Nick Fury silent issue where you see the story you don't need words to know what's going on he shows yeah. you and that's that's like the pinnacle of writing right there is you're not using any words you know um, uh, conveying it through action and so again I, I quickly through per personality and the 
and the prolifer proliferance of his work like i just became a fan and again it's always a great time seeing him he's such a good dude every every time i see him like uh he's like oh man are you working out or this and that you look looking <laughs> bench so much i've only gotten fatter since i met him which is <laughs> uh, but dude he's like i remember the first few times he's like oh my god roman you look so freaking you know like yoked and blah 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 he looks just like superman does like, fuck, that's fucking cool yeah dude. to have the, uh, a guy who's drawn superman in the past like uh uh equate you to uh, to the the character in uh and looks i'm like that's fucking cool, that's man. rad yeah i was gonna say like i can relate to you and a lot of and a lot of what you were just telling me right now like i can relate to one the abstract art um i specifically remember my very first captain america comic book ever as a kid it was issue 50 of captain america volume three they this was around the time after 9-11 it was the nuff said series are you familiar with the nuff said series the nuff said series they did that with a lot of the comic books and what they did is just they did artwork that's it. There was no dialogue. If you wanted to read the dialogue, you can read the the first few after the after those uh, stories. You can read the the three pages that will give you it. And if you want to read them a lot more, you have to go on marvel.com to oh, read wow. it. If there is any text whatsoever, no bubbles, just text. That's interesting. But, but if you go on to the online, so anyway, this story in particular, I remember had all artwork it started off with a guy that got canned on christmas eve he's <laughs> and you don't have to what i'm telling you is not what i read and i'm telling you is what i saw right. it's literally the guy this is what you see <laughs> yeah this is what i see i saw the guy with his uh, with his box super sad kind of look kind of pathetic looking you know kind of short meek bald you can only see his glasses and reflection he's passing by his old co-workers i guess you can say now having the christmas party and you they're can having see people a good time while he's He's like fired and he has like little to no money. He's giving his last dollar to that Santa Claus with the with the bell. Yeah, the and he just an army one. Yeah. And he just looks down and just looks sad. He goes, oh, this sucks. He goes back home and he has to tell the news to the wife. And the wife had the news of saying the final for foreclosure. The only words you see is the letter of uh, final, final notice. notice final yeah. notice. And he does the, the, the gesture of like, I don't want to talk about this right now. I got to go to under my bed, see if there's any money. And that's what he does. And no money, of course. Goes to the, uh, goes to the mall, just kind of window shopping, looking sad. And out of nowhere, he sees trembling and another person next to him. And what do you see? You see the Crusher and Captain America battling that shit out. It was a beautiful <laughs> two-page spread of just going like, I'm going I'm to kick your ass. No, I'm going to kick your ass. And they're fighting. He helps Captain America at a very nick, short nick time that he needed help with. He threw cotton balls at the Crusher. And if you know the Crusher, the Crusher, whatever he touches, he he absorbs. He's the absorbing man, too. At the okay, same. absorbing uh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, th I think that's what his name was. Forgive me. Yeah, he wears that. like a weird, almost like a Sandman shirt, right? Yeah. Like a green one. In this one, he he just looked like a, a criminal that just left jail. Yeah, so, he has like a uh, wrecking ball. Like wrecking a, ball. Or not a wrecking ball, ball and chain. I know, yeah. So he throws the cotton balls at him. He turns into cotton balls. Captain America beats him up. And because the news saw that, that he helped Captain America, they totally helped him out with a big old fat paycheck. That's cool. And that was all not words. Like, I and I appreciated <laughs> the artwork. It, yeah. And I, it told the story. I didn't have to read it. And I, I guess, what, eight-year-old me? There, <laughs> there it is. Eight-year-old me, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is the easiest story I've ever read. <laughs> but again, and I though, it, it should be that way, though. You know, there's uh, another thing that Jim would talk about was uh, efficiency of, uh, of, um, of art yeah. in the sense of... Um, if you can make a piece of art that, um, how do you say it? Uh, I'm trying to look for the word. 
it uh, evokes evokes the same amount of um, response um, as another piece, but one was done with less lines. Yeah. Which one has higher efficiency? You know, which one's better in the terms of efficiency? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they're both good. You know, they're subjective. And he goes, no, the one with less lines, because with less lines, he did. He evoked the same amount of reaction. Definitely. You know, he equated it to like, you know, a magic trick. You know, you, you're, you're trying to make your phone disappear and you do like you cover it with a napkin and then you tie it up with this thing. You swing it around <laughs> and then you put it back down, untie it, remove the napkin. And the phone's gone. Yeah, it's an impressive trick, right? Then you do another trick where you just put the napkin on the phone and then you take the napkin off and the phone's gone. It's less steps and it's more impressive because there's less room for error. And again, the, the end result's the same. You made the phone disappear. But because you did less motions, yeah. it's more efficient. And it's and in that sense, it can be perceived as more impressive right Definitely. you know same thing like you're you're telling more with less that's such a that's not a skill said. yeah exactly <laughs> not not said. you know that's such an important skill for storytelling where yeah. it's like uh most people i don't get me wrong i personally like the being able to delve into like backstories for characters and reading on and on and i study a lot of fiction like it's real you know like yeah. it's a history book um, but most people just want to get a story and if you're just trying to get a story convey the best story you can and a lot of the time you can yeah. as efficiently as you can and people will appreciate that um detail is good but sometimes yeah. the stories you know well again sometimes the details tell the story though details like you said you know there, there's little stuff like uh um sure what would be a detail something like like you said you know the 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 envelope has a final notice and you, it, you don't need anything to tell you that. You, don't need to tell you, you see that. it, and that's it. So the, those little details speak so much to what's going on in that situation. Exactly. And then the the detail of the guy just kind of looking down, kind of mad, and putting yeah. the hand onto the side, saying, I, it, "It told me I don't want to hear this right yeah. now. I don't so, want to." So uh, again, I know these this. little details do convey a bigger message sometimes. So again, it's it's a very good thing about storytelling. Yeah. Um, not everybody, sadly, is uh, skilled at storytelling like that. They'll just put a wall of text. It was, <laughs> or they'll add extra pages to tell you like something they could have. Oh, them one page oh like fuck what's the point of that but yeah tomasi's uh, a really good writer what about uh the detective runner you're like oh so i was uh, yeah so I, I was reading it's easy to get sidetracked especially when it's like uh, cool you're, shit. you're telling me yeah i was gonna <laughs> no, relate to another like, one um, too. yeah i know it's hard it's, it's hard trying to stay on, on it, track and it. not getting on the tangents so, but it's fun <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so after issue 1000 they were talking about uh the arkham knight and i think it was somebody else it was uh, it, it was it was a woman uh, specifically relating to whoever the Arkham Knight was, when I what I really enjoyed more was more towards the middle to the end because it was Mister Freeze's story. Mister Freeze apparently found a way to finally bring Nora back, his wife. That's cool. And I'm thinking to myself, I gotta ask Derek the next day see if there's anything. If if Detective Comics already did something like this, I don't know if you know anything that did something. This could be the first. Oh shit! Why hasn't anyone said anything? Granted, punchline. It sounds cool, but come on, Mrs. Freeze. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah, I Lex, think a lot of it yeah. too, though, is uh, people just don't care. Like oh, I was talking man. to Derek about this too. I, I like I so like much. Mr. Freeze, um, but there's sometimes like again, with other shit going on, or it's just not what people are looking for at the time. Sadly, sometimes story arcs are are appreciated in hindsight yeah you'll go back and you'll get a trade paper and you're like fuck this is a good read how come i didn't get this when it was coming out or whatever you and know? it was good i remember specifically he explained that oh lex luthor had some sort of like magical serum that he got from forever evil 
I don't know if it was the latest one or the one on New 52. Well, they only did the, f- the one for every one oh, 52. The, okay. You're talking about You're the Villain. They did the Imperius Rex. Is that what it was? Like okay, I think, yeah. I think that's what it is. Okay. Because uh, right now he's basically a god from what I hear. Yeah, he's pretty much like this unspoken hooded looking god where he's like, I know much more than you think. Yeah. So he gives that to Freeze. He puts it in his uh, in his like cure to cure Nora. And out of nowhere, she pops out and saying, no, stop. Wait. Oh, snap, I'm alive. She's alive. <laughs> and I'm reading this. I'm like, holy crap, this is so good. And she had to do the same effect where she had to be in a in, in a suit, uh, the, the ice suit. And then, like, I guess that Lex Luthor serum also helped uh, freeze to where he doesn't need the suit. And then she already jumped into that that part of the the cure where she don't need that suit anymore, but she still had like some sort of suit where she's throwing ice just like Mr. Freeze. Yeah, being able and, to use the same abilities. And the entire Gotham was at its knees of the couple Freeze, which was Mr. and Mrs. Freeze, and everyone yeah. was freaking out. That's and this, cool. this is this is where the detail gets really good. She feels very limited with Mr. Freeze. It's like, you know what? I'm at par if maybe better than you right now. I don't need to be with you right now. And then Mr. Freeze is like, wait, no, your Umblingata is being changed. I think it's something Lex Luthor's serum probably has that effect. And you're thinking too much aggression. You're thinking too much. No, 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 no. I'm going to run my own thing. And I know you're a doormat. You're not going to do anything about it. And he's just like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> ain't ain't that a typical woman for you? You, you go bringing the home the bread and you do everything for her. And what she do? She leaves you for the milkman. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She's learning her man, earning her man, and at the same time burning her man. <laughs> and uh, this is the few times where this is literally the few times when they were doing their crimes. The side note: he was they were doing few crimes where uh, a bunch of women were being frozen in ice, and Batman was trying to find a cure. Batman, Lucius. I forgot the third person, but they were trying to find the cure without killing them. Right. And because and, um, you can always, anybody yeah. can freeze a body. I can throw a freaking body into my freezer, you know, with a deep <laughs> freezer. It's it's unfreezing. It's a trick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the trick, and especially when they're still alive. And I'm free, and they're both freaking like I'm trying to save them, Lucius. I'm trying my best. And then he gets a call from Mister Freeze, and they meet up, and Freeze is like, dude. Like my woman's out of control, dog. Like I, 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 I don't have the will. She knows I'm a doormat, dude. I need your help. All right, dude, I'll do it. But I have to go with you. Like, no. If you go with me, you're gonna pull. You're you're gonna pull my balls away. She's pulling yeah. yours. And he's like, no, no, no. Just I just need to be there. I need to be strong about this. Uh, what's in it for me? Well, uh, I know uh, you're. I heard your. I overheard your uh, trying to unfreeze these women. I got the cure here. That's how much I need your help. Here, here. <laughs> there it is. And sure enough, saves the women. Comes back to Mr. Freeze. All right, man. Well, I'll take care of this. No, I need to be with you. He's like, no, because you're you're going to hold me back. Batman's like, you're going to hold me back. You you said to you're yourself, you're a doormat. Way, yeah. You're a doormat. And sure enough, that's what happens. <laughs> he still went. Sure enough, that's what happens. And, you know, she did the whole uh, seducing thing. It was like, oh, like when she finally felt like she was beaten. And it's like, oh, you're right. Ms. You're right, uh, Victor. I, I still need you. And then freezes him. And he's like, yep, see? Just, just like I predicted, you a bitch. <laughs> and she leaves. <laughs> Batman stuck saving Mr. Freeze. He's in jail, and she's out there free out of nowhere. And That's I'm thinking crazy. to myself, why is no one talking about this? This is sick. Like, this is so yeah, rad. Like, uh, I almost forgot about Joker War. <laughs> yeah. I forgot why I'm binging this. This is so rad. <laughs> yeah, Tomasi's really good about uh, expanding lore for whatever character uh, yeah. they're writing for. They just they establish new, cool characters, yeah. stories, and stuff. He's just... He does a good job on making the book feel like the type of 
character it is. Yeah. You know, this, when I read Superman that he was doing with Gleason, it felt like a great Superman book. You know, when you read his Batman stuff, it feels like good Batman stuff because he was doing Batman and Robin too in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, that was a really good one. He did a Green Lantern Corps, which was really good as well. And it's cool because they were both working together, Gleason and Tomasi. So it's like. They've been working together for over a decade now. Yeah. It's very unfortunate when Gleason left to Marvel, um, but that's usually how it goes. A lot of these artists, a lot of these writers, they'll leave uh, for Marvel, and then DC will then appreciate them and bring them back with a higher contract, which is, again, they should get what they deserve. If they're putting in the work and they're, yeah. they're doing a good job, they should get um, get better deals. They should be appreciated more. I Yeah, I really thought that this story was going to be, like, not, not as big as a punchline thing, but, you know, like a first character thing. Like, you right. know, people are always hyping something extra, always something that they're suspecting. And I figured, oh, Mrs. Freeze, Nora, something. Oh, yep. snap. And I'm, I'm trying to read. The problem know. with that, though, is there's no speculation in the sense of volume. I was having this conversation with a, co- a customer the other day where yeah. – People feel like they have to justify their hobbies monetarily wise. So, you know, you, you, you know, as an adult, you, you talk to another person like, why do you read comics? This and that is little kid shit or whatever. And they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't bring, they don't bring up the fact that, you know, they're just good stories or written. Well, yeah. this and that. they're like, well, you know, there's books that are worth a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. And that's when they start like, cause again, adults, quote unquote, you know, they respect the money aspect of it. Yeah, they do. So people feel like they have to justify their hobbies. I'm like, dude, I, I've completely gone past that me mentality. Too. Cause again, for me, it's like, I, I, it's not a waste of money if I enjoy it. It's a it's bonus, not a waste, I guess. It's not a waste of money when I buy food that I enjoy. I can buy shitty food that has the nutrients I need and just yeah. not enjoy it. Because you know what? At the end of the day, you just shit it out. Yeah, you're, you're you telling know? me, so dude. Again, I, pay for the stuff you like, enjoy it, appreciate it. It's not a waste if you enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. Like, best example, I picked up uh, this past year when we had the forum before COVID, I picked up on this comic book called NFL Super Pro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in the early 90s, Marvel and the NFL teamed up for this su- uh, football-themed superhero. It was like next big superhero, super pro or something like that. And they put S- Spider-Man in the first issue just to just seal it off. And That's you know so what? Ridiculous. No, but you know what? It was decent. The first... the first. you, man. No, no, no. You got to read it. Nah. You got to read it, dude. The first five issues was semi-decent <laughs> at best. I thought this was just some sort of cash-in to just bring out <laughs> Chicago Bears, 49ers, uh, Philadelphia. No. It had a set guy, had a set situation where, hey, I feel weak. I can't do this football thing no more. Oh, there's this suit that makes him super again. There's, super a, there's a there's a bad guy involved. He, <laughs> the bad guy finds out he has a girlfriend, gets him, knows who he is. Girl finds out later on, wait, you're the super pro? Uh, it's decent <laughs> at best. They did not just cash in something. It was a story. I value that more right now. And that's not worth money at all. You can find it anywhere. <laughs> I have almost the oh, entire there's, thing. There's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty of. Uh, it starts sucking at issue six. Uh, <laughs> they went on for twelve issues. Oh my god! No, there's a uh, there's plenty of um, uh, how do you say? There's plenty of great stories that aren't worth anything. I think we we're having this conversation earlier with Jose too. It's like, don't buy stuff because you think it's worth money because most of the time it's not going to be worth anything. Yeah. Buy stuff you like, yeah. and in ten years when you're looking through your bins and you're like, oh, none of this shit's worth anything. Exactly. Be happy with what you got. Instead of speculating on a book that's not worth shit. Exactly. Best example, unpopular opinion. So I didn't like, what was it, the death metal, Legends of the Death Metal, you know, the, the origin of... I haven't of, read it yet, so I don't have an opinion on that, sadly. Um, um, what was it, the Robin King? Yeah. You've heard of that? Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, you yeah. heard about... I didn't very like it very much. Was it a good story? It was a good story. I just didn't like that's how That's all that matters to me. No... The suit was weird. The name was weird. Robin King. 
Well, that's the whole death metal thing. It's supposed to be like heavy metal, like, you know, just out there this, apocalypse type shit. Uh, again, for me, the story is the main thing. Um, I'm not saying it sucks. <laughs> I'm not saying it sucks. And the story was was okay, good, good. But it's the end result of that and of that story I didn't like. The 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 beginning was good. The uh, If we're talking food, the main course. Uh, uh, no, my bad. Uh, the beginning, like first course was cool. The appetizer. Yeah, appetizer. That's what you call it. The main course, sick. The dessert, no, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought it was I'll dumb. Have to and, check it out. Um, and, and some people were like, "But it's worth money." And I'm like, "Sure, okay." I got books. You that want were it? Worth, <laughs> I have books that were worth money that I just sat on, and they're not worth anything anymore. But I sat on them because I want to keep them. Like, there we go. If I was into making money, I wouldn't be doing comics, bro. I'd be investing in other shit, like really stuff that's actually going to make me money and you know more safe and whatnot. Um, I but, can't. Uh, yeah. new, new comics are so volatile. Uh, comics, but uh, trying to invest in comics and make money off of comics, it's a lot like uh, stocks and bonds. Your, you know, your stocks, you get rich overnight and you lose your money overnight. That's how speculation comics are. New no, books, they go up, yes. they spike, and they they dip like so. It's so volatile. The stuff like bonds, that's for sure guaranteed money over time. It's going to be the old books, you know, the stuff that's already worth a ton of money. Worth a ton of money. And then even stuff that you had no idea would have been worth. Best example, uh, I want to say about three, two or three months ago, they spec'd on some Spawn comic books, some that were coming out in 2014. They were low printed. They weren't sold very much around. And I remember picking them up as a kid. Uh, I remember picking these up. I go, wait, these are worth money just because they're low print? And I, but that's all hindsight, though, too. And when you however, pick them up, you know, people wouldn't know. Yeah, they wouldn't didn't know. care. And, and, and that's care. what I tell people: is people always make this thing of like, oh man, if I had known, I would have picked that up. I'm like, so if you're telling me if you can tell the future, you would pick up these comic books because they're worth more money. Yeah, you know what I'd do if I can tell the future? I'd go get a lotto ticket, and then I can buy whatever fucking comic fucking I go, want. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't, dude. You, you know, it's. The whole thing is like I can't control the future. I can tell the future, so I just do what I can at the time, and I do what I think is best. And, and I, I just try not to fall on the hype. Yeah. Because again, at the end of the day, I got so many expensive hobbies. I don't want to be wasting money on fucking books that aren't going to pan out. And there were no. And when I picked them up, I picked them up because <sighs> I thought they were good. This was this kind of stuff where I'm like, oh, so I remember. Re- I remember in my head at the time. Oh, so I read some really old spawns. I even have issue one through like seven. That's cool. So let me read a new one. Maybe it's good. And around that time, I guess there weren't much. I didn't really care. I picked it up. It was awesome. It wasn't even Al Simmons. It was like a white boy playing. Yeah, it was him. a different guy. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, that's when people stopped uh, wanting to read the book. But I thought it was awesome. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to keep picking this up. Oh, they're already counting down that Simmons is coming back. That's cool. Fine. Whatever. I still have them. And then I hear it's worth money. The only reason why I sold, <laughs> I sold them was because it was COVID time and I seized the moment. That's yeah. it. But I had no idea. I well, had no idea. That's the smartest idea. thing to do, though, because when the hype dies back down, you'll be able to buy them for less money than exactly. when you probably sold them. Exactly. I do, that, I do that all the time. As soon as uh, Mortal Hulk is done, I'm just going to sell all my books. I have everything. And yeah. That's, that's a money series as well. And it's like, I bought it. I love the Hulk. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters. Yeah. But I don't collect it. I don't collect the Hulk. And that's one of the things I've been trying to make a big point is if I'm not collecting that series or character yeah, and I don't want to just buy them to read, why am I going to keep them? Yeah. Why am I going to keep them? You know, there's stuff where it's like, again, like uh, I've been going through like all my comic bins and I'm 
starting to set stuff aside and I'm just going to go, you know, to like a fucking flea market or something sell for a dollar <laughs> just to get rid of them. Because, you know, what? if somebody else can enjoy them for a dollar a piece, let them enjoy them. If I can make like 10, 20 bucks, cover gas for a week. Why not, man? Like, yeah, dude. Because, um, again, if I don't need them and they're just sitting in a box, it's not doing anybody any good. That's th- that's literally what I'm doing with a lot of my extra dollar fodder. I'm literally putting them all in one set and I'm putting them on my eBay just like, hey, lot, 10, 15 bucks, whatever. And then that's it. going back on that. Like I feel the same way with death metal right now. I, I have, I've been reading them all so far. I like them, but it's one of those things where I know I'm, I don't, I don't want to keep them in my stuff anymore. I'll probably sell them. Out. I did that with the first dark Knights metal. Oh, did you? It was uh again, I read Batman. I, I read Batman, not because I'm a fan. Like I don't give a fuck about Batman really. Um, oh, you know, that's just, it's all personal preference. No, um, that's good. That's good. I read the books because just like Spider-Man, he's the most favorite DC, you know, Marvel's favorite character, Spider-Man. Everybody yes. loves Spider-Man. DC, it's going to be Batman. Batman. So everybody wants to write for Batman, all the yes. good writers. Again, Tomasi's on Detective, Tomasi, you know, you got Scott Snyder Tinian. on Batman. Tinian, yeah. Um, again, you get all these great writers that write for Batman. So I read them because that's where the stories are at. Because at the end of the day, I'll read a good story no matter what. Of course. There. It can be a, a story about a unicorn and a freaking uh, uh, <laughs> raccoon. If the story's good, I don't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> so a 90s book. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm in it for the story. And yeah, with Dark Knight's Metal, yeah. it was top of you know peak of his height i think i sold everything because i had all the times i when i subscribe to something i want all the times if i want if it's a crossover event same, same. um had all the times all first prints all the regular covers same and i sold it off for like 450 bucks that's sick and you know what a year later i was able to pick it up if i wanted to for under 100 for the whole holy thing. shit so that's what i'm saying <laughs> the hype dies dude you know and, and that's what it is though is if I tell people, as people feel bad about overpaying for books, you know, the hype and stuff, I'm like, yeah, but you wanted it though, right? It's not like you're investing. Exactly. I'd, I'd be upset, you know, I'd be upset if I was investing in books and then they went down in price. I'm like, fuck, my investment just lost money. Yeah. I just straight up lost money on a book I didn't even want. But if you're buying it for your collection, yes, yeah, sometimes you pay more than you want and sometimes you get a really good deal. If it was you just pay market value price, yeah. you probably wouldn't be happy with that because that would mean you'd never get a discount on any mm-hmm. book ever. And it's like, well, might as well just, and you appreciate when you <laughs> get good deals because you're not always going to get good deals. That's true. Sometimes if you really want the book, you're going to pay market value. Sometimes you're going to pay above market value if it's a really scarce book or it's a book that you really want yeah. right then and there. And that's the reality of it. It's, I tell people all the time in between my old job and this job, you wouldn't be buying the stuff if you didn't like it. That's yeah, true. some stuff you look at and it might be expensive in your head, but if you really, if want, you really it, want it, you do you'll it. find a way to put money into it. Yeah, you'll find you know, it. Um, I had customers at my old job, like they really wanted some of the gear and, you know, altogether it'd be 15, 1600 bucks. Yeah. And they'd find a way to get that money. They'd start hustling, getting extra hours, selling stuff. That's what I do a lot of. If I don't, if I'm not going to do a hobby for an extended period of time, I just liquidate everything I have. Because in true. my head, if I'm not taking money out of my bills and stuff like that, yeah. and I'm using my money that I make for my hobbies to fund the next hobby. There you go. That's just free money. There it is. You know, I might lose some free money. Free real estate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't feel bad about buying a $200 comic when I sold like, shoot, what would it, like a, a $200 action figure, you know? Of course. Because um, it's like, I already had that. Like, the, the, it's just turning in the liquid and back into another uh, another piece for my collection or whatever. Um, to buy uh, the recording equipment, I sold my Generation 1 Megatron complete without the box. Um, I drilled, I sold my G1 Devastator. I sold so much stuff to buy the recording equipment because I want to do the podcast of and all course, that stuff. Of course. And it's expensive. It's, you know, high, high cost to start up, but it's, I want the quality. I want, you know, be able to do it. And uh, some people get so, again, like we were saying earlier, people want to justify their hobbies with money. And that's it not the way it should no, be. It there's, be there's books that are great. Great, 
um, that don't cost anything. I have Green Lantern books that I love that are worth a dollar. And I have Green Lantern books that I love that are worth $400, 500 $600, $700. Yeah. And I love of them course, all. They're all course. great. Um, yeah, so, so some people have a CGC graded book, you know, at a point five. <laughs> that's a 90s, you know? That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I tell people with the grading, too. They say, well, what should I get graded? Get whatever you want graded. Get whatever you want well, graded. What, 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 what do I want to get graded? I'm like, well, what do you want? Is it something you want to, you know, I, I get stuff graded to preserve it. Same. Um, and I get stuff graded to have the CGC um uh, signature certificate so it's basically like yeah. super legit it's been witnessed and everything of so i give a lot of stuff away as gifts and that's how i do it. it's like there, sick, there's no man. speculation <laughs> of like oh it's not legit i'm like well no this is as legit as it gets there's no more legitness than this and the guy yeah. just giving it to you um so again i do stuff like that because i give a lot of stuff away and then i'll eventually my silver age green lantern stuff i'll try to get it all graded after i complete everything i have yeah um that way i can start upgrading everything and whatnot um because those are old books are from the 60s i want to make sure that Oof. they stay in good condition um, I'm not gonna, you know, a newer books. I hardly get any of them graded. Have to be something really, really. It cool. has to be a very hype key. Yeah, my my first graded book I bought was just because I liked the cover, and it was the Darth Vader number one. I got Ooh. it off of Derek. It was the Mark Brooks one in twenty five variant. Okay. Um, <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous cover. I just wanted yeah. to have a nine eight of it, and he gave me a really good deal on it. And uh, it's worth a good amount of money, but to me, it's priceless. It's more like, yeah, priceless. It's, you yes. know, I'd never sell it. Like, it's something I'm going to keep in my collection until basically um, I got to, like, I break my arm and I got to pay medical bills, I guess. You know, like, something <laughs> catastrophic <laughs> has to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, dude, like. That's that's how I was with my book. That's exactly what it was with my book. I've had people at the shop tell me, like, why? It's a nine. Dude, you get a golden age at a four. Why are you going to get that? I'm like, dude, that was the book I learned English off of. Well, I read that book. It's value. It's yeah. definitely worth uh, it's preserving preserving that memory. Yeah, dude. Um, I read that book. I read the shit out of that book, re- revising the words, um, reliving the, the story, and it, well, it, and that's another it, thing it too, got is, me um, to read to that, this point. This was it. So, uh, you, you know, know when, when it comes to liking certain things, um, you know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. And uh, what got me into the 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 movies, you know, was definitely like the Clone Wars. I really like the aesthetic of the clones and the Jedi and stuff. There you go. So when I see that, it reminds me of when I first got into it. Yeah. So, you know, when you're buying collectibles, when you're buying stuff, you're buying this tiny little memory of every time you look at it, you're like, I remember that. I remember yeah. this moment. I remember how I felt when I read this exactly. or when I watched that. You're, you're, again, you're buying a little piece of the stuff you like. That's that's what you're selling, you know, as a as a as a collector shop is yeah. you're selling them a little bit of what they love, because again, if they didn't like it, they wouldn't buy it. Nobody just goes out and be like, "That's, I don't like Star Wars, but I'll buy that." I'm like, no, nobody's gonna do that. Very nobody's few people do that. do that, you know. Um, but they're if they're buying it for their collection, they're like, "Oh fuck, I love you know Captain America. Let me buy that shield." You know, like Jesse bought that shield. Yeah, like, that's fucking cool, dude. He's a big fan. Like, yeah, that, that's a cool piece. And again, like every time he looks at it, he's like, "This is fucking cool." Like, you know, you feel happy. You know, when I look at my like Green Lantern, Lantern, I'm like, "Fuck, that's fucking cool." Every now and then, oh, I take the God, ring out, yeah. make it light up, and all that shit. You that know, was like the first thing I saw by the way when I came in here, I'm like, <laughs> "You do have it. That's right." Ugh, yeah, beautiful. And again, it's just stuff that I like. You know, I'm a big Power Girl friend. Of big power girl fan i'm a big superman fan i love wonder woman lois lane you know all the crap i have in there is stuff i like i don't think there's anything in there that i'm not a fan of That's yeah just, no otherwise if if we don't have it we'll sell it out or yeah. we'll give it out or whatever dude <laughs> yeah. yeah again yeah. If, if i don't want it why am i gonna keep it like there's no point you know I that's just a state you're wasting you know what i mean exactly <laughs> you could put more stuff you like in it no I, I exactly what you mean that was my point whenever i was putting all that like that lot 
and I'm selling it for what 15, 16 bucks. Yeah, because like I don't need these. Somebody else can enjoy them. Yeah, that's another thing too. Is like um, you know, there's there's old stuff that like you know you were talking about the Power Rangers comics earlier about buying the foil ones. Yes, and um, um, I've been picking those up too because I remember reading or uh. I remember watching the shows, yes. and then when I started reading, I read it right around Shattered Grid, and it was good. Um, and uh, it's it's so cool to see something that I loved as a kid taken more seriously, because um, then you can enjoy it as an adult too. Oh, um, yeah. Again, sometimes it makes you feel that campiness of the show, but for the most part, it's more serious. Which you know, when you're an adult, you want you want something a little bit less slapstick, a little bit more uh, substantial. You know, something a little yeah, bit more substance in yeah, it. Yeah, it's, and it's more of an acquired taste if you're really going back into the campy stuff. You yeah. really want something more of it. You want more of it. Yeah, well, with the uh, with the Power Rangers comics again, there's more substance to it. So you read it, and there's actual stuff like the series starts off right when Tommy joins the team, yeah. and uh, you know he still has Rita in his head. He's still the Green Ranger, yeah. and they're again they they make it more seriously. It's not really campy like the other one was. They don't put as much humor as they did in the TV show. Uh, but again, as an adult, you want some more of that substance. It can't be all jokey all the time because then you just watch the show. What's the point of that? What's the point of that? Yeah, no, the the comics are really good. I picked up. Um, I think it was issue 40 through 50 because I, I was wanting to read the whole uh, Necessary Evil story arc. Um, I got to sit down and read all of that. <laughs> but you said you're going to start on that soon, right? I have them all. All the foils, I started on the foils because one 90s kid, I go, oh, foil. Yeah, I got to get it. Yeah, and so it's issue. Power Rangers too. And uh, even before that, I've always had the customers coming in at Legends saying, oh, snap, this is a good one. You got to read it. Oh, this is serious. I'm like, wow, Power Rangers are serious. And Picking up on that is my, it's part of what I want to do in the future, what I've been doing, but I want to keep doing. Picking up books in the comic book shop that's just, in any comic book shop, but just picking up books that are out of my realm because maybe I might like it. And if yeah, I don't, if, I won't pick you, it up, uh, you know? Yeah. I want a taste of the pie, of, of, of a little bit of the pie of almost anything. You know well, what I'm saying? That's the thing too is like you'll uh, never read something different or new if you never try. That's true. Like and the, if you just never try and that's the, that's the thing is um you know one of the reasons why I like having people on the podcast and just talking about stuff that they like. Yeah. It's um it's uh it's a good way to get suggestions that you would have never given a shot. Of you know course. there's Ray when I was talking to him a while back uh, he was talking about this really cool book called Witches, you know, it was in, uh they made it into a movie in the 90s yeah. uh, by Ron Dahl, I think is the the writer, he's the guy who did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I would have never read that or, or looked up the movie if it wasn't for him. You know, uh, if you if you want a cool suggestion for Power Rangers, episode 14, uh, Jose did a, a suggestion for an issue, a single okay. issue uh, for Power Rangers. And it was, uh, I forget what issue number it was. I think it was issue 20 or 21 or something like that. Okay. But it was uh, Zordon's first Earth team for the Power Rangers. It was Ooh. before the original Power Rangers. And they were Power Rangers from all the, they were all adults and they were all from these different countries because he wanted to have it more diverse. Yes. And because they didn't understand each other, you know, had these crude, crude like rudimentary um, translators, they were always bickering back and forth. They had no training and they almost all die. They go to the moon to stop the Green Cycle Ranger and he just kills all but one of them. Yeah. Like kills him and it shows a hell of crazy. Like he punches one of the Power Rangers in the visor and then the visor breaks. So he punches him in the helmet, the visor breaks and he loses all the air because he's out on the oh. moon. So that one dies. Um, he just smashes another one with a giant boulder. Just Jesus. Splat. Like he, I think he kicks one off of the moon off of orbit and it just like floats it away. It is serious. And that's just one that's... issue. But again, I would have never checked that out if it wasn't for him telling me. That's episode 14. It is, uh, it's and, not just the covers we have. It's yeah. literally just it's serious stories. Yeah, it's episode 14, Into the Grid with Jose. He's a big, big Power Rangers fan. Like When you talk to him, he'll tell you all about it. Okay. Same thing. He's kind of a dumbass sometimes, too. Like, <laughs> 
everybody is though. When you're a fan of stuff, you're gonna argue the stuff you like a oh, lot. Oh, definitely. It, it's it's really hard. I was talking to Jose. It's very hard being rational with the things you like. I have to actually work really hard on staying rational when it comes to the stuff I like. Yeah, being unbiased and uh, you know, because I do want to. When I recommend stuff, I want you you build a trust uh at the shop when it comes to. Uh, when it comes to recommending stuff, because if you start recommending just anything just to sell, uh, the customers know that. When they read it, they're like, this wasn't that good. I'll try another one that they recommend. That wasn't good either. I'm like, oh, they're just trying to sell me stuff where they don't have any good taste. On, 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 and, and then it could go vice versa, too. Definitely, I would ask them what you would guys recommend. I definitely yep. done that in my road to taking the, the taste of the pie, just wanting to know. It's like, what are you reading? Because I would want to know, too. I'm not yep. gonna. I'm not here to tell you that I know everything just because I work here. I'm learning, too, myself. Well, Please again, let me know. Oh, that's pretty cool stuff. People can't read everything either. There's so many comics that come that's out true. every week that, yeah, there's stuff that you would have never had time to read. So somebody else, you know, that just happens to be in their wheelhouse. Definitely. Um, so you sit down uh, or they sit down, they read it, and then, you, you know, they tell you about it. Like, oh, yeah, this uh, join the future. If I, if I wasn't uh, if Eddie didn't read that and tell me about it, I would have never picked it up. That's a cool one. Um, what else is good? Uh, uh, die. Um, everybody, die. everybody tells me die is good, so I picked up the first trade. I have it in my to read stack, um, but I just haven't had a chance to sit down and read it. But yeah, dude, it's good getting uh, um, uh, suggestions off of yeah. stuff that you would have never given a shot. Again, those Power Ranger books are good. It's really cool because there's so many ways. Again, if you're a Power Rangers fan, it's cool. It's just extra more of the stuff oh, you love. Yeah. If you like the artwork, they did all the foil covers that everybody's been picking up. The those, foil covers. Those are freaking gorgeous. The story is amazing. Like, they've been doing a really good job with the Power Rangers series. I've actually been really uh, impressed with um, how good it was. Because, again, I didn't give it a shot at all because I'm like, I love Power Rangers, but I don't want to read a story that's like an episode where it's all campy and cheesy and stuff. That's not what I'm looking I, to read in a comic book. From what I heard, it's Go-Go Power, Go -Go Power Rangers. Go-Go's going to be a little bit more campy. campy. Yes. That one ended, though. They just uh, it wrapped it up, uh, issue 30 or something like that. The class um, picture was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, like, uh, again, there's stuff that you would have just never given a shot. And it's like, it, it ends up being a really, really good read. What really got me d dialed to the to the story my uncle of all people he doesn't read a comic book at all but he plays video games and he played that power ranger game the shattered grid one. yes it's uh, super warriors of the grid or something like that and and he was literally he was playing the video game he talks to me because you know he knows it's a comic book and he looks at me he go hey um so what is this character the one with the geared up a uh, black ranger he looks like he's all ta tactical and i'm like I'm sorry, but that's one title I haven't picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might have been the uh, the Praetorian guards for the. Yeah, he's one of. Yeah, it's one of the guards. Yeah, um, those guys look cool. They um, definitely again. Cool. They did such a good job because I'm a big fan of what ifs, dude. Like, and that's just one of the really cool what ifs is what if Tommy just never turned good? He could have just stayed the bad guy. Completely. I mean, dude, the, <laughs> if it wasn't for them turning him to a good guy, they, he would have just kept whooping their ass. Like he, he could have ruled the world. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> you see Draken and you see like, oh fuck yeah, this guy just fucking won. He beat yeah. everybody. He had the green and the white powers. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, they they did a great job with that series. I remember people coming in when Shadow Grid kicked off and they were like. Oh, they're doing a show again. It's gonna be so cool, and you know, I didn't even know there was a comic. I'm like, well, the it goes. I didn't know they were doing a show off of this. I know there's just a comic. Yeah, there's a YouTube video. I'm like, well, that's a trailer for the comic book. And yeah. goes, no, no, no. They had the original one. I'm like, yeah, that's it's for the comic. The comic is a big deal. You know, they're not gonna do a show off based off of this. Oh, well, <laughs> they should. They make so much money. I'm like, how? They're not. 
if they don't sell the comics, they ain't gonna make no show. No, they ain't gonna make no show. <laughs> I mean, one day. I mean, they're starting. They, they, they do the action figures and all that stuff. They tippy toe to the game. The game. Yeah. It, well, it's the, giving the my reason... uncle, my uncle of all people, never reading a comic book. Go, hey, this this Pink Ranger that has the black on. That's so cool. Like the it Ranger got Slayer, him. Yeah. It's 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 hooking people. Well, the thing though is, uh, the reason it can't be made into a show is they tried. The, the reason being is, uh, just all the uh, the legal stuff in between Saban. Saban. And yeah. Name Saban. Yeah. I've heard. I've heard some things. I've heard some things. I remember the yeah, trailer. Oh, I remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that you. YouTube video that was like the the trailer to um, the Power Rangers into the future or something like that, and Saban Time Force or something like that. Something like that. What it was is like it had other it had other actors, and apparently uh, the Green Ranger uh, Jason David Frank was offered a role to it, and he said no. And that was one of the videos where people were like, "Oh, come on, man! Saban told you no, just say that. He just told you no." And it (laughs) and and that, that YouTube video. It was a real. It looked like it could have been a good story or something. It was just like a fan spoof thing. Um, I don't think they were making any money off of it. But the people that yeah. were ripping the movie, of course, they you know they made they were trying to make money off of it because of the likes and the, all that stuff. The YouTube, so that's what made it uh, legally like yeah. like that's bad copyright legally strike, copyright yeah. strike. And Haim was just not having it. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, all about giving my money. Give me uh, my which yeah. I mean. Hey, well, he this hey. is the thing too is. People get so mad about like, oh, well, you know, he just did this and that. I'm like, what do you mean? He just put up all his money and made this business successful. Yeah, he deserves to do whatever the fuck he wants. He wants exactly. Yeah, he's the one who put up the the money. He's the one who put up the risk. You know, if you, you know, if you thought you could have done a better job, why didn't you? Like, seriously, most of these guys were probably around right around that time or new people and whatnot. It's like, yeah, if you thought it was going to be a great thing, you put your neck on the line, you put your your future on, you know, risk and stuff. That's the thing with a lot of these businesses. I get it. Like stuff like Amazon, like, yeah, they don't treat their employees the best they should. They don't pay them as much as they should. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like (laughs) homeboy built this company from the ground up like. He put his whole, you know, future on the line. These people, yeah, these people are not going to put their tails in between their legs and like, okay, that's okay. You can, you can yeah. put that on YouTube, sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> no they're going to want the money. Like, I paid too much money to get this license for you to be making money off of my shit. Give me my, give shit. me my money, give me my money, or <laughs> stop, <me> my <laughs> or stop. <laughs> Fifteen bucks, little man. Put that or shit st- in my hand, <laughs> or stop, <laughs> or stop. <laughs> like that I money get it. doesn't show, then you owe me, it. owe me, owe. A lot of people are like, oh, spend this. Oh, and then the Green Ranger, of course he's going to be... Sub- I'm like, yeah, that's his employer, you dick. Like, of course he's going to not. Well, and that's you know? the thing, too, with Saban is he's brought so much stuff. If it wasn't for Saban, we would have never gotten Power Rangers. Of course. Never. Because Stan Lee tried. If you watch the history on it... Really? Stan Lee was the first one to try to bring Power Rangers no. over to, uh, to um, uh, America. They made the Japanese Spider-Man. I that's where they know. got the Megazord idea from. Wow. Because Spider-Man had that big old giant robot. Okay. <laughs> Do you have Netflix? Yes. Watch the toys that made us and watch the Power Rangers. That's uh, right. Episode. I'm on that. I'm barely on the second episode. I think second it was. Second episode was Transformers, I want to say. Barbie? Yeah, uh, it was Barbie. Barbie? The Barbie one was a good episode, dude. The bend? The, the bend? How he's like, <laughs> I created the bend. I'm like, dude, that's badass. And, yeah, and it does, yeah, you can't even see that. The first episode was uh, the Star Wars one. I love that one. That was yeah. really cool because I, obviously I collect Star Wars figures and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Barbie one was. Uh, see, again, for me, is I don't collect Barbies. I don't buy them. I can appreciate them their cultural significance um but it's still a good show it's still a good you know document docu type series you know um i appreciate stuff like that i like learning i like learning history of certain things it was cool uh finding out that daniel o'neill came up with the name uh megatron like i didn't know that <laughs> oh, yeah. i didn't know that either he was a uh, 
all these fucking assholes outside. Yee. Um, we get it, you vape. <laughs> <laughs> the um yeah, when when uh Takara, you know, Hasbro first came to um try to do Transformers. Yeah. They went to Marvel and they said, "Can you make a comic book for us and come up with the history? We uh, we got all these badass toys. Can you make a, a story for them?" So Denny O'Neill was like, "Oh, that's pretty fucking cool." So he started doing all this and he wrote it like a buddy cop like um <laughs> like a buddy cop uh, story yeah and uh because jim shooter is the one who told him like yeah you know work on this and he's like all right cool you know he came up with the name megatron and i, no, I think shit. optimus prime like came up with the majority of the main names yeah and uh he made this script and he gave it to jim shooter you know who was a uh, uh, the head at a uh, marvel at the time yeah and jim's like this is fucking trash so, oh. so denny was like well fuck it get somebody else to write this shit then <laughs> and nobody wanted to work on on the Transformers comics, because at the time, you know, if you wrote uh, toy comics, you you were trash. Like, you weren't a good... It's like, for real? Yeah. This is for so kids. They, they found this random-ass <laughs> writer who was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, and he, he made basically everything that we know about Transformers, at least yeah. uh, laid down the, the groundwork. But it's funny, because people don't even know that, like... Damn, dude. Right? Uh, dude, that Toys That Made Us is a really good show. Yeah. Um, I got to keep going at it. That's really if you good. watch the Power Rangers one, I think that was season three, I want to say. Isn't that the newer season? It's the newest one, yeah. Okay. Um, hopefully they... Did, <gasps> November's when they came out with the new season. So Do they talk about the Automorph Power Ranger what? toys? That's uh, the ones where the like heads? the heads... Yeah. Spin. Oh! Yeah, I had those growing up too. Yeah, they do bring them up. That was like their money maker right there. I I had uh, the blue one and the green one for some reason, which I wasn't a Green Power Ranger fan, and I had the red one. Red Red Ranger was my favorite. I got the black Black Ranger was my favorite. I always (laughs) wanted to do hip hop keto growing up, and I tried my best. I knocked my head on the wall so many times. I had Walter. (laughs) I had Walter E. Jones sign my Automorph Black Ranger, and funny little story real quick on that one i put them as my uh, christmas tree uh star for that's five years funny. at my fu- in my family's home that's hella fun and I, reti- I retired it and he signed it <laughs> yeah um scott he's the guy who runs the morphicon power ranger morphicon yeah. um you know he's one of Derek's. well i don't say buddies but he knows him really well you know, oh, talk to him all the time yeah he, he helps us out when he does conventions and stuff like he really wants us to be there because we do all the power ranger covers okay and uh he's in that show you know because he's he runs the biggest power rangers convention he's yes. such a huge power rangers fan um, it's cool seeing that. It's cool seeing these random people that I'm like, I know who that is. I know who that is. They did the wrestling one, which is pretty cool because oh. they do the whole history of wrestling toys, you know, with Galoob and freaking Hasbro and uh, Jack Specific, Jack Specific, Dude, uh, yes. Mattel, oh. um, uh, JLF or whatever. Um, and, oh, L- LJN. LJN was the, the first brand. I'll never and, forget uh, the arguments me and my cousin had where it's like, hey, how come it's the same ripped body of Kane as the same ripped body of The Rock? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Why is The Rock taller than your weird uh, Kane? I'm like, dude, just leave me alone. I have the older toys. You have the newer toys. I get it. <laughs> and then... um. What was it? the in the uh, wrestling one? It was cool because you ha- you see a uh, Matt Cardona and uh, damn, I'm, I feel so bad. I'm forgetting his name. He's the other co-host of this podcast I listen to called uh, uh, Major Wrestling um, uh, Figure Podcast. Okay, and it's all about collecting action figures. And they do the most Neanderthal fucking caveman shit ever. They open all their toys, and I'm just like, fuck, 
dude, I can't do that. For them, the, the, <laughs> their, it's their whole thing is uh, let them breathe. You know, they're like, we got to let these guys breathe. Toys are meant to be played. Oh with. my god! And I'm like, nah, dude, nah. I'm not a Neanderthal, bro. Like, I <laughs> I don't I don't drag my knuckles on the ground. Like I'm I'm, I'm a much more evolved <laughs> toy collector. I keep the shit in the box. Dude, I did it as a kid. I had almost every wrestler. I had the ring. I had the Titantron. I had the the barricade. I had the weapons. I had it all. I had the the. You should check out their podcast if you get a chance. I got every to. time it enters, it's like no entering the Titantron. Dude, yeah, entering the Titantron. Yeah, and then even if you don't have the right wrestler, it'll, it'll still come something. up the Undertaker still or something like that. Yeah, yeah, dude. KB Toys at Manchester totally hooked it up as a kid. Fuck, I forgot about KB Toys. They helped me out with all my wrestlers. I used to get uh, the X Men ones there, the oh, cartoon ones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're in Toys R Us. Fuck, Toys R Us is always Marvel Legends. Uh, I never well, bought Marvel Legends. I was never no? really big on a Marvel Legends. Oh. Nah. dude, I'm not a huge Marvel fan when it comes to collecting a lot of their stuff because there's no character that I'm like I want to have all this stuff of. I like Cable. I like Gambit. I get stuff from them here and yeah, there. Yeah, it was X Men really. Um, and um or weirdly captain if there's any (laughs) i love spider-man i buy spider-man stuff for my niece because that's like her favorite superhero yeah um but like yeah dude for me like the stuff i want to collect in my personal collection when it usually star wars is the biggest thing i I collect star wars action figures i get all the ships i get all the action figures and stuff like that um but for me yeah star wars and then it's like the characters are like i like green lantern i get green lantern comics yeah i try to keep it as close to the comics as i can but every now and then you know there's cool shit like the lantern or (laughs) cool stature or whatever and then i like certain characters like i'm a big superman fan so i like having that bombshell one because i'm a big fan of pin apart as well it's just a little bit of of both Um, (laughs) so again i try to keep it contained to certain things every now and then i got weird shit i started selling off a lot of my weird stuff yeah like, Dude, none of this makes sense i had like a cool jojo figure that was a nice statue yeah. i ended up making some money off of that one because they you know how the anime figures are they're one and done they don't ever remake them that's true um and i was like i bought this i like the character but it doesn't go with anything else i have you know i had a whole digimon shelf i don't mind doing that because i got plenty of digimon stuff but yeah i have a random jojo figure I have just other random stuff where it's like uh maybe i'll just get started yeah you don't want to cross you don't want to cross it out like you don't well, want to really cross especially like uh, like best example, I usually, ha- uh, whenever I did have a collection, I had a Hot Wheel collection. See, I love Hot Wheels. Uh, Hot Wheels, but then I have this random ass Toy Biz Captain America. I'm like, yeah, what are you gonna do with that? What I'm gonna do with that? Yeah, and that's the thing too. Is, well, <laughs> at least you like Captain America, though, right? That's my so, boy. So like, I had a. So you know which one left? I had a Punisher <laughs> and I had a Magneto. Um, toy biz ones i'm like i don't even like any of these characters like you know i don't need to collect these so i think i gave the punisher to my buddy who's a big punisher fan yeah and i think the magneto is still like in my garage somewhere Fuck. like just sitting there the I thing probably... is it's not in your collection yeah, it's, it's not... not yeah it's not part of my collection it's not it. um <laughs> you know and then that's the thing too is like everybody's priorities change um you know for me right now i'm trying to keep i'm trying to trim down my collection in case i have to move i don't want to keep track of a whole lot of yeah. stuff i want to uh, focus my money on stuff, you know, to help my either my podcast out or other shit that I'm working on, or yeah. other projects I have, or other hobbies in general. And um, yeah, just collecting a bunch of random stuff doesn't do it for me. You know, there's a bunch of Star Wars figures I still want to get, and every time I drop like 20 bucks on a statue or a figure or whatever, not a statue, statues aren't that cheap, but like, you know, if I drop 50 bucks on a on, like, let's nice, say a gallery, yeah, sir, like, nice, <laughs> the galleries are like 50 bucks, yeah, yeah. So if I drop like 50 bucks on a on a, on a like gallery piece, you know, it has to be something really really nice. Yeah. Otherwise, I could have bought two really nice black series figures or there's still the, the 2007 uh 30th anniversary wave of three and three quarter inch star wars figures oh they like, like ha- the kenners like no the Kenner? no they're, they're uh hasbro oh um, okay. but it was the 30th anniversary one so we're from 2007 that's when i started collecting figures on my own i was hustling in high school making my own money and i can buy them myself finally and that's i have sick. about half of that run i got some of the more expensive ones that's sick. there's a one really expensive piece after that everything gets cheaper there's a darth revan three and three quarter figure that's about 120 bucks that's sick man the, after that it's, it gets cheaper so again every time i drop 
30, 40, 50 bucks on this random shit, it takes away from that. I'm still buying a, trying to buy a Showcase 22 comic book. That's a uh, first Hal Jordan appearance. That book's uh, for every one point on a CGC, it's a thousand bucks. So one point five is fifteen hundred. Two point is two thousand dollars. You know, every hundred bucks I spend on another random new new book that I'm speculating on or just like, I'm like, that's a hundred bucks I couldn't gone towards that. Yeah. So it's hard changing your priorities. Um, and then yeah, I got other hobbies too. I like doing other stuff. It puts you to think too, because me and the wife are trying to get a home too. See, and then, yeah, shit like that, that. that. That's a priority. That's a big priority. That's a very big priority. So definitely, a lot of stuff has been cut, and a lot of things have been sold. You, you know can, what I mean? And that's the thing with buying a home. You don't have to make a lot of money. You just have to be really frugal in Re- the sense of yes, don't eat out a whole lot. Don't spend money on a lot of stuff you don't need to. In reality, you know, you're, you're obviously trying to collect certain things. Like I'm assuming your cap, you still get cap uh, comics new. Yes, I um, do. I'm trying to collect all of uh, volume one. They're getting expensive. Yeah. And again, like a lot of it is like, that's like your personal collection. You're always going to want to do that. But then there's stuff like, because uh, I have to do it every now and then where I'll look at whatever comic series I'm not collecting. It's like, I was just buying these just to read. I can I can hold off and I can just read the trade yeah. paper back through the library. The library it, is like your bit best friend when it comes to not wanting to spend money. Yeah. On a personal level, I know it gets a little bit harder because the wife actually does support my uh, my hobbies. She supports, good, she, she supports it. But the only thing I will say, it does get a little hard because it does give it that extra oomph. If I see something, I'm like, well, the wife ain't going to, uh, you know. But then I really try to hold my balls into it and say, Say, but I want a house for my wife. Let's go. Yeah, well, it's not even just for your wife; it's, it's for the two of you. And that's well, yeah, the, that's what I mean. Yeah, with, like, with, with owning property too, it's it's a good investment for the future as well. Definitely. So you buy a nice house or something that you can afford. Definitely. And then you know, 20, 30 years, it'll be worth more than you bought it for, and you sell it, and you hope you retire. You know, we can buy a nicer house later on. That'd you know? be sick. Yeah. Um, and again, all uh, the, the hardest part is getting the money for the down payment. Yeah, that's the hardest part. You got to save a few. Th- you know, good good chunk of change you know 10 Damn. 12 13 14 15,000 dollars and then after that you're just paying rent on it like mm-hmm. that's the hardest part is everybody always says all oh, renting's dumb I'm like yeah but people can't afford to buy houses you need mm-hmm. that big ass chunk of change and a lot of people like me and most of the people i love paycheck to paycheck man i have very yeah. little in my savings but that's because i'm working on personal projects and whatnot and i'm a fucking dumbass and like to <laughs> no, eat no. out yeah dude i'm my own oh, worst man. enemy you know i'm my own worst enemy but that's I'm that's not, what i say too uh, you know i'm not woe is me like fuck i'm poor this and that it's like no I'm, i do it to myself and yeah. in reality if, if i really wanted to save money i wouldn't be eating out two three times a day yeah i, I wouldn't be uh buying all these comics i wouldn't be buying all these number one issues yeah, but I would have kept it to like maybe two titles backs. Yeah, and and that's the thing too, though, is you got to be able to enjoy life. You know, if all you're doing is working and paying bills, that's not fun. Man. That's, that's not, not fun. At that's all, not dude. good for the soul. That's not good for the mind. Like I, I try to feed my trinity, and the trinity for me is comic books, skateboarding, and music. Those are my the the trinity Stuff that's you're been passionate around about. Yeah, since I was God knows how long. It, it and it's worked out so far. So I can safely say, granted, you know. Like you were talking about, like, if we were to save up, then, you know, we would be somewhere. But you know what? I was enjoying it for the most part, Dan. I enjoyed yeah. it. And I still to this day. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you do, well, too. Well, again, that's a, a, <laughs> a goal that you and your wife can have as well, where it's like, you know what? We'll just put together this money. And when we do hit that spot where we can put a down payment and buy our house, it's going to be so much more worth it. Cause, Definitely. Because you won't, you'll, you'll, you'll know that you gave up some things, but you didn't give up your whole life for it. Because no. then you grow to resent shit like that, too. Oh, if you, if you, uh, yeah. that puts a strain on stuff where, um, if, if all you're doing, like you said, is you're working and you're paying bills and that starts going to the point where it's like, I'm not doing any of the stuff I like to do for fun. Exactly. And you, and you start resenting, you know, like you said, it's, oh, it's for my wife, but in reality it's for both to you. It's for but you know, you start getting in that head where it's like, oh, well, fuck, she wants this house. I just want to buy my comics. And yeah. again, it's just not healthy for anything. It's not healthy no. for the relationship. It's not healthy for the mind. No. So you gotta, uh, it's one thing I was telling Jose, he was making fun of me, but it's like, <laughs> I've been trying to preach balance a whole lot where it's like, you have to balance everything. Exactly. It can't be just. 
balls to the wall one way or another. You got to find that balance, and everybody has a different balance for themselves. Yes, and that priority shifts some points. Uh, like I was telling him, your body and your mind is able to maintain extremes, but not for a, a extended period of time. You can go days, if not weeks, with very little sleep. You know, bare minimum sleep, but eventually that's going to catch up to your body. Yeah. It's going to wear your mind. It's going to wear your body down because your body needs rest. But again, mm-hmm. you can do it for a week or two. Um, your body can withstand extremes and it can withstand tough stuff. But if you're doing that for a very long period of time, that's not good. That's it's not, not good at all. So you got to find that balance. You got to find where it's like, I can rest and still do the shit I want. You it's, know, it's, I can I, work I, hard. Yeah, I look at it as a pendulum. You can't be on one side of the pendulum. You can't be on the other side of the pendulum. There has to be like right here. Right here, maybe a little bit, eh, but not so much. <laughs> but maybe a little bit of, uh, but not that much either. Just uh. yeah, and that's how it goes. <laughs> I tell people, you know, you gotta appreciate the the, the slow times because it's not always gonna be slow. Sometimes it can be too busy. Yeah, and you gotta appreciate the busy times because um, oh, yeah, sometimes it's really slow. And again, it's all about balance, man. You gotta appreciate being in the now because sometimes you know, think times you never know when you were going through bad times until it's over yeah and you never know that you were in the good times until it's done so again like you said the pendulum shifts it swings you go through a a a whole lifetime of good and bad times alternating back and forth back and forth back and forth so you got to live in the now you got to appreciate the people you have with you um you got to make a point of having good good generally good people around you at least that's what i do i was telling my boss in my old job uh my lady boss um who's like you know her and tom uh my boss is my old job they're like another set of parents to me and we always have these great conversations you know about life and stuff because again they generally care about me and um and i generally care about them i i want to make sure they're doing well um because they've done a lot for me yeah and um and I was telling her, like, you know, I don't have a lot of money invested in stuff. I'm trying to do that now, you know, in between stocks and other, you know, different d- diversifying my portfolio. Of course. And one, the biggest thing I told them I, that I invest in is good people, friends and family. Definitely. You know, like yeah. um, when everything shut down, I had so many people help me out. I had people, friends, you know, customers from the shop filling my pantry and just being generally good people. And I appreciate that. I appreciate That's that. Awesome. If I do have problems, I've made enough friends and been good enough, you know, kept so much good people around me that it'll pay off even without me asking. Definitely. I didn't ask anybody for money. I didn't ask anybody for food. Same. And they still did it on their own. That's you know, good. like and I that's like just that. again, you surround yourself with good people, you're gonna have a good life. Um, you know, the the worst thing to do is to die alone. To die a shitty, lonely life oh. that nobody loved you. And uh, you know, when my grandpa passed, the whole hospital was filled with friends and family. Yeah. And that's just the nicest thing. Like uh it's so comforting to know that you're gonna have so much people that loved you and the way you do that is being a generally good generous person um generous with your means you know you don't have to be generous in the sense of you give away your money or give away your stuff but generous with your time generous with your uh, compassion your emotion exactly and you know uh uh, your attention and whatnot and again that's a that's the thing you share with people is like sometimes you know you bond with them off of stories like we were talking earlier with jose it's like dude he likes his stuff that he likes and i like my stuff that i like and there's common ground and we can appreciate the common ground and we can talk about the stuff that's different yes at the end of the day we're friends you know we're really good friends um so again like uh it's a good thing to be uh finding ways to to come together instead of fall apart there you go and uh i feel i definitely definitely do feel like comic books are a great great medium uh for getting to know other people again you just see somebody carrying a comic book and like what the fuck is that what is that (laughs) what are you reading Tell me about it. That sounds cool. All right, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> hey, I read that book. It was cool. Here, check this one out. You know, like you just again, you can you can come together over just the most random crazy stuff. There's dudes uh that you know subscribers that would not talk 
a whole lot you know they were just there to get their books and now you know they're really cool i'll go visit them at their work and stuff see how they're doing and whatnot because you just generally make yeah. these crazy bonds over time another good conversation is like hey you read that dude me too oh yeah that's the best word <laughs> i read i read the last two but not the very new one that came out last week i'm yeah. like all right we'll finish and we'll talk you know <laughs> my little my my little hints of spice especially if i'm in the shop oh did you read it uh, hold on there's not too many people. Okay. He, <laughs> no, he's cool. All right, we're good. Dude, oh my God. Yeah, he killed him. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. Again, it's this little bond you share with people where it's like you're, you're again, you, they leave the store and they go on about their life. I got customers who work for NASA that are gone most of the time working on crazy, like literal space age stuff. And they come back and we just hang out and we talk comics. Again, completely different world than mine. Um, I got, you know, customers who are, uh, part of like the government or part of just random shit and yeah again i can't relate to them on a lot of stuff but i can relate on comics and i think you know this one you know we we have one guy he's a he's a police officer he'll come up to me like do the joker or oh my god i'm like dude i know (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about that you know yeah yeah no it's it's great a lot of people a lot of different people a lot of different paths of life you know exactly it's, it's, it's very awesome uh definitely at the the shop we work at we've uh We've done a good job of uh, cultivating just a great following of uh, customers. Um, again, we have some of the best customers, just the best, well-adjusted. We've got a few weird ones here and there, but, you know, I can appreciate the weird. Um. <laughs> Sometimes you walk that life when you see it, too. You yeah. see it, you're like, oh, you know what? I'll walk that walk. Let's see what's up. <laughs> oh, if you don't like it, that's fine. But if you do, hey, yeah, he's so, enjoying uh, it. <laughs> again, we, uh, we got some great customers, and it's, again, it's people that I would have never met if it wasn't for working where I'm at or hanging out where I was. Definitely. Um, and it's people that, uh, again, I would have never gotten to know their likes if I wasn't seeing what they're buying, you know, like, uh, one of my, uh, subscribers, Daniel, he likes all the like cave woman, you know, a zombie tramp, like all the naughtier books, but then he also likes like spider woman and he likes like all this other stuff that I'm into as well. Yeah. And, uh, and again, it's just cool. We have these great conversations. Uh, he just started getting into board games, which he never came into shop for. He was a strictly comic guy. Yeah. So it's cool seeing them kind of expand and, you know, talk about stuff that you're into and they're into. And it's just, that's yeah, a great thing. definitely, definitely a lot uh, of learning experience too. In my part too, I always, uh, I always like to see what people are reading. I'm like, oh, he's reading um, Oblivion Song. Okay, uh, I might, I might want to pick that one yeah, up I need to one catch day. Up on Oblivion or song. I remember scratching the surface in high school. Uh, heavy metal. And, oh yeah, heavy yeah, metal. <laughs> heavy metal, and then like someone's picking up a heavy metal. I'm like, okay, so they're still kicking. All right, I might have to pick that up too one day. Or yeah, Jesse you know was I mean? on this for a long or time. Or I would talk to them like, how is this? Is it good or bad? And then you know, I, you know what I mean. I, I like to learn. Oh. Another thing I definitely learned for sure is writers and artists because that's still a struggling to this day. Um, best example, best thing I remember reading uh, Captain America when Ed Brubaker was re- uh, was writing yeah, them. Ed Brubaker. And, and I remember I didn't Winter think Soldier and all that. Yeah, but I didn't think of Ed Brubaker. I just think, oh, this is good. This is good. And then it changed that. This of nowhere. is the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then it changed that. And went, okay, maybe the next month will be okay, like last time. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. I finally like, dude, you start noticing what's going on. And and then my comic book shop at the time he was like oh um yeah, that's ed brubaker chain. stuff i'm like who's ed brubaker i'm like oh my boy so <laughs> yeah and from that point on and then even with legends you know i started learning uh steranko too i started learning uh, uh neil adams i started learning uh donny cates being the hot guy right now and in, in, in marvel Donny Cates has some cool stuff i'm not um, really on the hype for the venom uh thor stuff but, it's, uh, it's enjoyable i, I like the I no again more power to everyone I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're good i'm just i don't get hyped for characters like that i'll wait for the trades and i'll read that i'm not gonna, there we go i'm not gonna spend the money on the issues <laughs> um but like yeah. the one that i will spend money on is i'm trying to get a 9.8 cgc um uh god country one like Ooh. i really want that book that's a great freaking story Ooh. that he wrote <laughs> 
Um, the movie's been like put on like indefinite hold as far as I know. They were supposed to do a movie like a couple years okay, ago. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but that's a great Donny Cates story. Again, uh, I do I do think he's a great writer. Again, I, yeah. there's just so much Venom shit. Uh, they're what, issue 30, just about now, 29, 30? 39, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, fuck, I'll catch up one of these days. I'll get the trades. I think Aaron has them. I'll it, hit them up for him. It, if, uh, if yeah, trades save lives because there's already keys now. Yeah. I, the only reason why I got them because I was so sub since the beginning. So there's yeah. that. So again, that's the it, stuff really. you were buying already, anyways. That's our money. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, if it's cool. It's not whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't catch the the hype either, but I definitely thought, oh no, this is good. I can see that. And then I'm reading the Thor. I'm like, oh my man, okay. Yeah, I stopped reading Thor. Well, no, I stopped buying. I haven't even read them yet. I stopped buying <laughs> the Thor issue. I bought Thor issue one, two, and three, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna read this anytime soon. And I don't collect Thor. I don't need to buy any of the rest of them. I'll just read the trade. And then four, five, and six are the hot ones. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, you know. And then I wasn't gonna collect them anyways. Yeah, and, and then again, names uh, Alex Alex Ross, like the yeah, covers Alex for Ross. Captain America. America. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is my boy again. I can say this because it's my boy. You can put a lot of Alex Ross on that comic book of Captain America. I still won't like it, but I'll get it because he's my boy. <laughs> yeah, you're buying it out of, out of obligation. I had to stop doing that with... Uh, I used to do that a lot and like just because I like the character to keep buying it, but that's just a waste of money. Yeah, um, Yeah, Green Lantern. This is the first time in a little over 10 years that I'm not buying brand new Green yeah. Lantern books off the shelf. Not a justification, but yeah. definitely Alex Ross covers are sick. Well, the way I justify <laughs> not buying them right away is in a year or two, I'll just buy them out of the dollar bin. I'll save the four bucks. You know, I'll save $3 off of the $4 there we go. price. Because it's not a hot book. People aren't go looking for it. So I'll just yeah. buy it later on. I think on. the pace finally picked up towards the end of it. I mean, it's only because the, there was other people involved. I'm like, good, thank you. Let's the writing makes a people. big deal on wanting to motivate you to buy it. Yeah. Again, for me, you want a good story. Like, good you story. just really need a good story. You know, Every, everything at the end of the day, it is a book, and you're not going to have yeah. fun if it's a shitty story. Like, you're Definitely. just really not. It'll go straight into the well, box, and you'll never read it again. Well, there is a difference between a shitty story, too. If it's a shitty story, I'm not picking that shit up yeah. anymore. No, well, that being said, sometimes the, 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 the stories, they can be so bad where you're like, you know, I'll start Batman and Robin. It can be so oh, bad where you're like, all right, you know, I'll give this a shot. But if the, the story is just boring, you're not getting any type of response out of that it's like all right i'm just not gonna get this it's not gonna pick this up I, I i did that definitely with action comics with bendis Fuck, so, <laughs> bad, dude. so bad man it's uh, disappointing because i'm again i'm one of those like all right i'll give it a shot i'll try it out and and it's action comics though but no, yeah, you're like no, no i'm sorry yeah jerkins did a good job before him uh morrison was writing it for a while and, that wasn't and good. i'm not saying well i'm not saying bendis is a bad writer it's no, just it's, good it's, stuff. I just it, think he's past his prime. I think what I, what like, I understood is that he was really good at writing things of superheroes that are on the ground. Yeah, not, not level characters. Not not definitely like superhero type heroes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more. But him. he did Naomi and Young Justice, and people are liking that. But I haven't picked that up. I can't say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alrighty, man. We've been at it for about a <laughs> an hour forty five minutes, just about. Um, where can uh, people find you, Andy? Instagram, Facebook. What you got? Definitely my Instagram at uh, Soggy Rocks seven seven seven. That's uh, probably the only thing I got. All right. <laughs> what do you post on there? I post everything uh, of the three trinities I was mentioning before: skateboarding, music, and of course, comic books. Mainly comic books as of late, because I'm not going to be out there. It's fucking catching, nasty outside. You're yeah, going to catch fire. <laughs> catching all the down. all the ashes in my lungs. <laughs> I already had pneumonia last year. I don't oh, need that's this. Nasty. <laughs> but hey, I got a garage in there, and I'm skating as much as I can, and I'm sharing a bunch of cool uh, titles that I'm reading. And also, what I like to do on my Instagram, I like to take a photo of a certain panel if it's ironically or funny and I just yeah. post it on there. I don't post so. them, but I got I got a folder you know of just I mean? funny panels where I'm just like, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. And I like them when I catch them as I read them. 
that's beautiful. Yeah, I do that a lot too. So, there we go. All righty, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out the Hooligan Squad Discord server. Um, hasn't been a whole lot of active uh, activity on there just because I haven't had time, but I'm going to definitely try to hop on as soon as I can. Um, if you have any suggestions, any prompts or anything like that, uh, please send them our way at uh, Weaving Words Podcast on Facebook, Weaving Words Podcast on uh, Instagram. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thanks for uh, stopping by. Have a good one and ad- adios. Goodbye. Yeah.